ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Hard to Paint with me, David Grubb. And I am pleased to welcome for the first time, first time. Now, this is not the first time we've gotten to talk. Right. This is the first time here on the show. So I welcome the man. Uh, you know him from Pelican's Twitter and, and from um, Boot Crew Media and other folk, other spots as well. My man, Cheddar Chaz, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you having me, brother. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Man, I'm, I'm glad to have you. I, I love... Um, one of the things I love about this show is it's giving me the opportunity to talk to so many um, different folks around um, media and in all types of um, positions and all types of ideas, um, the way they approach it. So, you know, I want to give you an opportunity before we get into this, um, just to talk about how you got into this space and 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 why you wanted to do this. Um, no, honestly, it kind of kind of had just happened organically. Um I've been a fan of yours and uh, the Bird Rights for a long time, listening to you guys' podcast, following you guys' uh, coverage of the team. Um, it was really Chris Connor, man. Chris provided a platform for a lot of fans to fellowship. And, um, you know, my boy Justin, well, after a long season, you know, we we had we, we shocked a lot of people, shocked ourselves. And uh, honestly, I didn't know there were so many um, Pelicans fans that even existed. And um, my boy Justin just um, presented opportunities to, you know, voice my opinion and um, kind of just happened organically. And I've been doing it so far. So far, things have been good. You know, Chris, you know, Chris kind of tapped into something that that wasn't there before. You know, yeah. and I think you look at it going back to, I'll say, 2019, um, when I started Hard to Paint on radio. There really at that point, there wasn't really a place for folks to talk basketball at all. Right. Like, if you want to talk basketball in New Orleans or in the region, I don't know where you went, you know, yeah. there, and it really wasn't even a Pelicans Twitter at 2019. There were people who talked about the Pelicans. Right. But it was the same people, you know, you know, yeah. it, it was just the same folks who commented and you kind of knew that community. It wasn't that big. Um, I think really, you know, like, you, you know, around that 2021, and I think the pandemic had a lot to do with that because, we weren't able to go to games. Right. So once the season picked back up, it felt like really that year in that hiatus between there's no games, is there going to be a season? And then knowing that there was going to be something in the bubble. I think that really gave folks an opportunity to keep talking because yeah. it was such a weird time. And, and I, you know, I, I think that's when really the engagement between the city and the team and about the team, I think that's really when it started to jump off. And, and I think, too, um, when you get the acquisition of box office guys like, you know, Zion, he came with a lot of the Duke um, fans and uh, just that even Lonzo, for you know, for however people feel about his uh, his fans, came with a lot of enthusiasm. B.I. These are just box office guys, two number two picks, a number one pick guys who you just had a lot of just just interesting you know you had again i've been a fan for a long time I've, I've been listening to you and dino talk about anthony davis for years now and it's like you know when a guy like that leaves and you immediately replace him with not just talented players but like box office guy the names not guys you got to see what they have to offer but you got the names in the building i think that leads to a lot of enthusiasm with the fan base and um us being stuck at home 
for a year and a half, two years, I think that definitely played into it as well. Absolutely. Because now you got leadership and in a yeah. real way and fans have demanded a say. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, that you look at it and clearly the organization has taken notice, you know, from the way that they've changed the in arena presentation. Yeah. It's gotten more New Orleans centric. Mm-hmm. There's still more to be done, I think. Yeah. Um, I think they could do better again with the uniforms. Um, I, you know, if I never <laughs> see the blue ones again, I'll be happy. I don't never yeah. ever see the blue ones again. Yeah, they, um, they 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 hard on the eyes. They're hard on the eyes. Man. You know, I mean, there there's some decent ones, but I'd like to see us move away from have every time we have to represent the city of New Orleans or this region, it always comes back to Mardi Gras, and it's like I'm ready to yeah. move on from that too. Like, it's kind of it's I'm two weeks. Being, it's I'm tired of being the city known for its resiliency. Like let, let, let's let's rewrite it. Like let, let's 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 you know it's like. You can be classy. You can have a classic look, but let's keep it. Let's let's add a little bit of culture. It's too many talented people. It's too it's too much flavor in this city for the, for it to be so bland. You're not the Knicks. You don't have this classic, you know, like this uniform, like all oh, oh, the Pistons. Like look, we're gonna go back to our classic look. Like, right. No, you you ain't you gotta get keep people engaged and excited. You know, like so we gotta do something, man. We gotta do I'm- something. I mean, like, if the biggest advancement we've had is them deciding to arch NOLA in a hard way on the, yeah. the, the city uniforms, you're like, that's about as innovative as y'all got? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems as a lack of creativity. Even even before Griff got here, it's like, what what was it? It was Do It Big with Big Boogie. That was incredible. Boogie was here. You know, a lot of flavor with Boogie. But then, what, what, what Julius Randle was it Do It Big again? Like, what, what it was just like, it's like no one's asking you to reinvent the wheel. It's just like, yo, let's you got to keep up with the rest of the league. The, the rest of the league is constantly changing. The Lakers got fifty jerseys, so like, come on, like that's just that's just you know everything. It can't be Mardi Gras. Let's get an Essence Festival jersey popping. Let, let, let's do something. Hey, live. I mean, you know, Essence has some dope colors. I mean, you know, you yeah. can work with that and maybe create something. You know, there. And again, like, you know, you talk about the cuisine, you talk about the French culture, you talk about the Spanish culture, you talk about the Afro-Caribbean culture, all those things. Right. And we boil it down to, and I'm going to say it like this, the reason I really don't like Mardi Gras, like, I'm fine with it as as people celebrating and having a good time. Mm -hmm. I am not a fan of the institution of Mardi Gras. Yeah. Because of what it symbolizes to me. Right. It is, it is, it is, to me, it's, it's reaffirmation of the white power structure. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at how it's as simple as how the floats come out, like it's it's really it's really uh <laughs> it's really clear cut. And I I've been on record saying that even to the team to the teams um I won't not say to their credit, but to their detriment, I would say I think they're more interested in the West End fans or the Kenner fans. They're not necessarily looking for the people. From the night ward to come to the games and talking about a game that's like what it's the league that's what 70 80 percent black mm-hmm. so this is the nfl cool you don't necessarily in have a city pay. that's 60 percent in, in a city that's 60 percent black right and we both know well we all know who's responsible for the culture in the city so you would think you would say oh well, that's the low-hanging fruit let me cater to that but i told someone the other day man our cheerleaders don't even wear shorts man this is like they don't even have a name like what are we doing here? Like we got to be that weird. Like what's what's happening here? Like like come on, you know, <laughs> it's that. I mean, it's like look, look. I mean, 
a team like the Atlanta Hawks, mm. which has never sold out. Never. Like you could go back, and I'm old enough. See, this is why I show my age. I'm old enough to have seen Dominique Wilkins play at the Omni. Mm. Okay. Um, I was at right after he got traded um, to the Clippers, and they had the Matumbo team and Steve Smith and all them. Um, you know, and they won like 60 games that year with Lenny Wilkins or something like that. Right. I was there for a game five. And this is when the NBA first round only played five games. Mm. So I was there for a game five. They were playing the Miami Heat and they had Glenn Rice and Ronnie Cycling and stuff. And it was against the Hawks. So this is a long time ago. This is like 94, something Big like dog. that. Yeah. And um, it, there were available seats for a game five playoff game in Atlanta. You know, basketball right. game. The, the Hawks were the number one seed in the dang East, and they couldn't sell out. Even they, right. you know, they got a barbershop in the, in the, in the arena now. Literally, they got a yeah. DJ for four quarters, you know, four periods playing a real they, DJ. Like, like they trying to get make it happen. And you have to embrace the city that you're in right. because the walk-ups, your season ticket holders are coming. They done right. paid up. Yeah, they going to be there. If you want walk-ups – you got to appeal to the casual fan who says, I got a few bucks. I go see the game. It's going to be a good experience. And right. I think that that's the part that the Pelicans missed out on for the better part of a decade and a half. And the, be the beautiful thing about the NBA, like we all know the NBA is not as popular as the NFL, right? But the beautiful thing about the NBA is, oh, it's Tuesday. Eh, y'all want to go to the game? It's Wednesday. Y'all want to go to the game? You don't care who your team playing. But There's a star, somebody to see. Yeah, it's you somebody. About, it's somebody. You're in the Western Conference. You play LeBron four times a year. Like, you know, let's 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 put some effort into the marketing. I think when the team first got here, they tried a little bit. But after Katrina, I guess everything is just up in the air. You know, they went to OKC. And I think Chris Paul, when you lose a guy like Chris Paul, who I think was one of the, the big voices and one of the guys who really got the city enthused and behind the team, when you lose a person like that and then you kind of get a bunch of bland personalities, like, you know, it's, you know, people not really that eager to see guys that they can't feel and access, you know. So I, I think basketball requires that. Yeah, and look at job. Look at Memphis and John Moran. Like, that Memphis dude is Memphis. Yeah, he, he, is he, Memphis. he is Memphis. Like, they don't they don't sell out. But you can't tell me that John Morant isn't as loved as 3-6 Mafia in, in, in Memphis. John Morant, you might see John Morant and Project Pat doing a basketball commercial sometime soon. For the season, like it just—it's that easy, man. It's so easy to—it's it, just uh... you know. As much as we love Drew Holiday, yeah, Drew wasn't out and about. Yeah, like he does great things for the city of New Orleans. Right, like, like we're not going amazing, right? Look, you know, I'm not going to put anything on his bad on his name, right? But Drew is Drew. He's a very, you know, s silent. Right. Um, reserved person. He likes to be around his family. He takes care of his business. He's not out. And I'm right. not saying you got to be out in the streets, but the Pelicans have a relatively young team. Right. And it took until this group finally to start seeing these dudes out in the streets, like going right. to schools, going to neighborhood functions, being out right. in the city. It, it wasn't until this group over the last two years, really, because that first year, 2019-2020, uh, when Zion got here, no, it wasn't the same. You know, I, yeah. I think it was just impossible. There was too much for those guys going on. Yeah, they tried. Was, yeah. I think I think COVID, like with Zion initially, I think COVID played a huge role in it because I'm sure they had a bunch of stuff planned. And I always go back to like, yo, 
sometimes it's about where people from, like, you know what I'm saying? Their upbringing, because they may not be as comfortable, like, outside around a bunch of other, I'm going to say, around a bunch of other black people. Like, sometimes people, you know, they come through the AAU system. You look at what Zion went to high school at. It's kind of like, you know, it's a little, he might be a little uneasy. But I think I think when you just embracing it, you you tend to grow out of that. So I think that's why you see more people being more visible now, you know, as them, more than before. Because I think that's all people want. You know, when people say New Orleans is a unique in the fact that when, it, when people talk about, well, if you embrace the city, the city will embrace you. That ain't yeah, unique. That, that's everywhere. Yeah, that's I mean, the reason the 85 Bears are more beloved than just about any other team in pro sports is because then people act like feel like they knew those dudes. Right. And and I think that's the thing is, is I would say now with the Saints, you would there are times I probably during the end of, of the uh Sean Payton era mm-hmm. that I felt less connected that the Saints franchise had started to move into a, a place of like I, I the word I'm gonna use is bouginess. Yeah, it got corporate, it got real corporate. Yeah. And it wasn't it's it, it started to be to me, it became like being around Saints fans was kind of annoying at times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was like it had gotten to this point where Saints fans had become like everybody else's fans. Right. And, and, I, and I think I think and, you know, I worry about that a little bit with the Pelicans fan base just because, like, again, you don't want to become you have to earn your right to be an elitist. You know what I'm saying? Lakers fans are obnoxious because they got banners. Boston fans, they're obnoxious because they got banners. You know what I'm saying? When you know our goal is to be a top six seed and hopefully make it out of the second round, well, out of the first round, but ultimately, you know, to at least to a Western Conference Finals, you know, finals, hopefully. And we just, you know, we just shit on everybody else fan bases. Like, yo, we guys, we gotta have a little accountability here. We can't be beating our chest too much. Like, hold on, uh, let's keep it real. Let's keep, let's keep it thorough. Like, what's going on? I mean, you got to remember this, this, you know, people forget this team was well under 500 last year, bro. Well not under, only, not, not, not that we were, we were be- below the, the Portland trailblazers at the deadline who were actively tanking. The Kings had a really solid chance to um, make it to the playoffs. I, I tell everybody this though. I say the Kings, the Pelicans are a, a playoff appearance from being the Kings. So let's not let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We gotta you know stay the course and you know keep let's let's keep succeeding. Let's not take none for granted. I mean, there's some beneficial things that happen for the Pelicans too. Yeah. When they got to the play in, you got to yeah. play against two teams that you should have beaten. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. At that stage of the year, right? Yeah, you should beat San Antonio. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you should beat the Clippers down. Uh, George, down you know, Kawhi, all these things that they were missing at the end. You know that Clippers right. team was flawed. It was still right there, record. Right. If I'm a Clippers still, and this is why I'm not a fan of the plan. I think the plan should have a kicker. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be literally this close for there yeah, to be a at plan. Least within a game you, or two. I think it. I think you. It sucks because it it it, it puts teams who you look at what the Clippers earned it. The Clippers through. earned yeah, it. They, they earned it. Yeah, they had the a winning record. The, the Clippers got it out the mud. Like they they earned it and props to Ty Lue. He was he was really incredible last year. Kept them dudes confident. They did it, they did it with they didn't have a Brandon Ingram. They did it, they did it with Reggie Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Uh Luke Kennard. Like, you know, Baka, um Kubach, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like these dudes, they played a, a they had a hell of a year. Norman Powell breaks his foot. 
You know what I'm saying? They, they had a hell of a year. So if I'm that team and I'm like five games ahead of the Pelicans, I'm pissed. I mean, they were like eight games. Yeah, I'm pissed. You know what eight I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. If you've done the work, to me, like, yeah, we've had years where they've been the eighth seed has been tied with the nine and they just did it by tiebreaker. Right. Sure. In that case, if you want to do a play in and have eight and nine, whatever, go at it. Cool. Do that. But right. if I'm a team that, yeah, if I finished well over 500, I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And my only crime is that I'm in the eighth spot, but that team is six, seven games behind me and below 500. I don't see then, then you, you know, they say, well, we're just trying to disincentivize tanking. They didn't disincentivize tanking last Not year. Not at all. Not at all. In, in Oklahoma fact, City still tanked, didn't they? Yeah. Orlando tanked, didn't they? Portland tanked. Portland tanked actively, yeah. right? We saw right. it, right? Right. Are the, are the Jazz not tanking this year? Mm. Hey, look, LeBron shut it down. Like they knew they wasn't going nowhere. Like they should just shut it. They just shut the shit down. Like and know what it's like, bro. It's like you um <laughs> you a football team and you win the championship, and one of the kids who got the participation trophy takes the last slice of pizza. You'll be pissed. You're like, yo, you're not even supposed to be here, homeboy, and you you gonna take the last slice of pizza? Like <laughs> right? it's. It's, it's, it's messed up, man. But, you know, at the end of the day, hey, luck is opportunity means preparation. So we we had, to, to the team's credit, so many times they could have gave up. So many times they stepped on rakes. And, you know, as always, that, that fifth game, you got a chance to win five in a row. Somebody uh somebody gets a bad migraine and it never it's, it's over. It's over. It's over. Food you know poison. that's – I mean, you know. Anybody that's followed me or talked to me knows that I've been – I'd be holding on to that five game win streak. What's it been like five years now or something? That's just the playoff. That's just 2018. That, that's such a weird. You get you see teams going. The Rockets I, had a five game win streak last year. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. Rockets had five game win streak last the year. The Magic like, had a five game win streak last year. Man, I remember after Katrina, the Rockets won like 20 games in a row. You mean to tell me the Pelicans can't put together a five game? Look, it could be a five game homestand. And the fellas are going to win four games and lose that last, last game. It, it is, it, it's such a weird – They only had like three, four-game win streaks last year. Yeah. Like, Every time you ain't even thought, getting to four. Like, that's the thing. They ain't even getting – like, it's one thing if you had a bunch of four games and you just right. get cut off at five. You oh, struggle to get three. They yeah. struggle to get three together. And that's the thing. People – I think people romanticize it. This is what gets me in trouble is because people say I'm too mean or too hard on the Pelicans. But I'm just trying to be honest. Right. You can't romanticize the fact that they went 14 and 14 down the stretch. Right. It They didn't go 25 and 11. They didn't go – you know, it wasn't this run. They mm. were average. Right. I mean, that record-wise, that's what the measurement is. 14 and 14 – you just didn't drown anymore. You weren't drowning. Like, so compared to, yeah, the three and 16, 14 and 14 looks like a miracle. Right. But that's their best 28 game stretch of the season is 14 and 14. Yeah. That is, that's, I mean, like going into this season where people are expecting a jump from 36 wins to 60. You got yeah, people I, thinking I, the Pelicans going to be a number wins. one seed. I, I've seen that quite a bit. And Bruh. I it's like, you and I look crazy for saying, what is that based on? Like, what are you basing that on? Like, are you actually watching the games? Because even when I looked at some of the Pelicans' defensive numbers last year, right, I was like, there was a stretch where teams were really just missing shots. 
they were there was a stretch where it's like yo he was wide open he the, the ball just rimmed out and it's like I don't necessarily see us making those defensive improvements. Some players you see, like you see Brandon giving more effort. A guy like Najee, who I think he's a perfect middle of the season, end of the season energy guy when a lot of other teams just, they're being lazy, they're jogging up the floor. You need a guy like Najee who, like he playing for his job every year. But I never lose sight of the fact that even when you replace Brandon Ingram with CJ McCollum, when Brandon was hurt, you still had CJ, still had JV, and the team couldn't get it done. So it's it, – you got to – I think the team – you got to give this team – that's why I think this team needs more talent at it because you got to look at it like we don't have a lot of room for error. And you got to take into account you hurt every year. So just prepare to be hurt, acquire some talent, some actual players, and give yourself room for error just in case some of your guys miss time. I want to get your thoughts on this because I just did a series for Pelican Scoop for uh, SI on the five components of an NBA champion. You know, this is just from statistical measurements. Um, You know, people, it's not, this is not an open for interpretation type thing. You know, it's not, you got to have clutch. (laughs) Right. It's not about genes and it's not about chemistry. It's about the numbers. It's not about dog and, and you and all that. Yeah. Right. And so the five things. You know, number one coming out the gate was um just talking about you gotta you gotta have an incredible winning percentage. You know, you, you, you to be a championship team, you 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 we're talking about an average of um you know these are teams that are winning eighty percent of their home games, right? And we'll get into home court advantage in a second, but these are teams that you know consistently, you know, number one defensively, that's where it starts, and we can right. start right there. And you look at any of these championship teams, defensively alone, you've only had one team in the last decade that wasn't ranked in the top 10 defensively. One champion in the last decade, and they were ranked 11. And that's, yeah, barely. It's probably like half of a point kept them out of the top 10 or something. That and it was, it was the Cavs with LeBron, and right. you know how they were coasting. During right. the regular season, kind of, you know, LeBron, that was the year LeBron took a little vacation and went to Miami and stuff for a couple right. weeks in the middle of the season. So, the, the, the but the Cavs had the number two defense in the playoffs. Right. So they, they turned it on and they could do that with LeBron and, and right. of course, his stuff. The Pelicans were 20th last year, and that's with that surge down the stretch, you know. And again, I don't like doing certain samples of the season and saying, well, look, this is indicative of an overall thing mm-hmm. because to me, as you play teams down the stretch, their motivations change. Right. And what, what you know, like I said, there are teams that understand I've tanked or there's teams that are saying tonight's a night off for us because right. where our position is secure, whatever right. it is, it's hard to just say, well, they were really good at the last end of the season. Yeah, they were, mm-hmm. they were good defensively, but you, you have to take the whole picture of the season right. in account. In context, right. And great teams are great from day one defensively. Right. I look at this Pelicans roster. The three best defenders you have are Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado, and Trey Murphy. Mm-hmm. Those are my, the top three defenders on this roster, right. right? Two of those are bench players. Right. And I would say Jose, as much as I love Jose, there is a hard ceiling for Jose. It, it, yeah, exactly. This is the NBA. At his height, there is a right. hard ceiling for him. Exactly. He could be good at what he is, right. but you're not going to see a lot of growth in his career. Right. If Jose is the reason you're, if you win or lose a game, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. 
Like if, if Jose doesn't play and you're like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? That's indicative of you having poor roster construction. He can't it, be. It really is. He he's a he's a guy, and right. that's a good thing to have. You got to have guys. Mm-hmm. He's a rotational guy, right? But there should be nights when he doesn't play, right? You know what I mean? Like just because the NBA is not made for five foot ten inch guards to dominate, it's just not going to happen, right? It's a big person's league, right. um, and so then you take you take Jose and you have Trey, who is going to I think have a great year again. Trey is. is Probably the highest ceiling guy. Yeah, on this I'm, I'm I'm extremely confident in Trey. Yeah. I love Trey's game. Yeah, I, I think as a stretch four and as a three, he yeah. can be a problem. Right, and he I, can I totally ball, agree. Put the ball on the floor, all those things. We'll get into that a little more too. But mm-hmm. just on the defensive side, you got Herb, who is your only starter that's a plus defender. Right, CJ is okay. Mm-hmm. Bi gave effort last season, but he's still not elite. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Zion is coming off an entire year missed right. of playing NBA defense and was a mediocre to bad defender before that. Right. So it's not, he's not going to come in on day one and be ready to defend. Right. Jonas and everything on the idea of Zion. Right. And so right. Jonas, as we saw against the Suns, if Jonas can't score, he's not enough of a resistance defensively to be a help. Right. So you still have no rim protector on this team. Your best rim protector is Larry Nance, and Larry Who's, Nance is undersized. Yeah, it's too small. Right. All your best defenders are reserves, except for Herb. Yeah. And the average NBA champion has three either current or former all defense team members. The Pelicans have zero on this roster. Herb is likely to be one. Right. But no one else on this roster this season has a chance of being named to an all-defensive team. There's not another player on this roster that will either get enough minutes or enough of an opportunity. And I don't see Brandon Ingram jumping this season from okay defender to all-NBA defender. I think he can get better, right? but I don't see it in this season, him going from okay to all-NBA. And the Pelicans need multiple all-NBA-level defenders. I think you can get to a point where you got a guy like B.I. who's a, who's competent, right? You mm-hmm. can get to a, Absolutely. a level of competency. I think Zion has the athletic gifts to become competent, right? Now, I don't the see the with, instincts with Zion. Yeah, I don't see the instincts. The question with him, with me, is the, do you have to give a damn? Do you, have to, do you care enough about this part of the game did you take glory in this part of the game the dirty work right um yeah I feel exactly the same way even with um a guy like Bohan who I thought Bohan was pretty good but yet still I'm looking at guys who I think you you may see them ran off the floor in the playoffs like there's going to be certain guys so you're just like I can't I I can't put you too look there was a point where Stan Van Gundy didn't even have Zion finishing games and he would say, oh, I couldn't get a timeout to get him. In. I couldn't get a data ball to get him in the game. He was like, no, bro. don't get stops. Brother, he don't get boards. He don't yeah. get stops. Like, you know, that you just didn't. Come on. He's a, you know, Zion's incredible. He's an incredible offensive talent. Mm-hmm. And that's where it stops. So I think when you look, even when you look at the roster construction of this team, I always say that, man, I, I, if you can lean into your strength, if you're going to lean into your strength, be, you better be the number one offense in the league, and it better be by far. You know what I'm saying? It better be something that the league has never seen before. Because defensively, 
I think the this team's ceiling is maybe <laughs> maybe maybe 15, 15. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe 15 and I think you get some injury luck on your side. I think, you know, once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, you know, and you hit your stride at the perfect time. I think you can make something make some shake. But but you can't win a title. Yeah, you nine times out of ten, if you're going up against the number two defense, top three, top ten defense, it, it, it's going to be very difficult to beat a healthy top ten defense if you're not the number one offense in the league. Look, it's, look at the teams. Look, look. I mean, yeah. look at Golden State. Defensively, you had a defensive player of the year, right? In Draymond Green, a former defense, two-time defensive player of the right. year. And you had a banged up Clay. And you Clay, have, is a Clay hell was of a an defender. all NBA defender. Yeah. Andre Vidal is an all was an all NBA defender at his peak. And I'm saying again, it's current and former. Right. So it's about mindset too. Those guys put that mindset on folks. And guys understood their roles defensively right. with the Warriors last year. You go to the year before that, and you're talking about Chris Middleton, who's an all NBA defender, Drew Holiday, all Giannis. NBA defender, Giannis, who's a defensive player of the year and an right. MVP and all these things. You go to before that in the Lakers, and you're talking about Anthony Davis and LeBron right. James and you Caruso, know, all these guys, guys who just put it, yeah. Got, and the Pelicans Rondo don't have that. The Pelicans yeah. just don't have that. You have teams that had as many as five or six all former all NBA defenders on their roster. I mean, even when you go up to the Raptors and you talk about Kawhi Leonard, the defensive player Siakam, of the year, Lowry, Danny Green, you know what I mean? So you had constantly had this this level of defense and it starts with your starters. And I look right. at the Pelican starters and that's what bothers me is that you're going to have to constantly play. The starters cannot play long minutes together. Right. Because I think defensively that's, they're going to have problems. So you get your starters in for maybe five minutes and then the rest of the game, I don't think you ever put your starting lineup back on the floor, except at the start of the third quarter, because right. to me, I can't afford to have those four guys on the floor together because I'm going to give up points. Right. And and I'm not one of those guys who personally, I'm not one of those guys who feel like, well, I need to see, you know, what this team need. I'm like, no, I, I think I know what we need. I, I, th I think, I think we all know what we need. Like, you know, we, I think we have enough data on certain players as individuals to know that even as collective things are, aren't going to shake out a certain way. Like I was a person when DeJounte Murray became available, I was like, yo, go get him. Like, why, why you want him? Because he does things when he's not scoring. He's a basketball player who can score if need be. I'm not, you know, I'm not that. Yeah, the offense is a sexy thing, but people get too caught up in, oh, come on, is he going to want to be the fourth option? It's like, I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. If he, I know if you tell DeJounte Murray, yo, go lock him down. Go, I need you to lock. We, we've hardly beat the Thunder these past three years. Go lock Shea Gilders Alexander down. I need you, I need you to stop him. I know DeJounte Murray's not going to forget to foul a guy when we're down three. You know what I'm saying? I know DeJounte Murray is not going to forget to foul LeBron and let him get all like three, four pump fakes when we, when they're down three in a critical game. I know he's not going to do that. I know he has those basketball defensive instincts. Everything can't be but Herb, but Herb. Okay, cool. What if Herb has a sophomore slump? What if Herb, what if Herb gets hurt? Yeah, what if he twists his ankle? He's out for a little while. Who are you going to replace him with? Dyson may not be ready just yet to throw him to the wolves like that. You know, Herb was was an upperclassman. Herb's like, what, 23 years old? Mm -hmm. yeah. Something along those lines. Dyson's like 19, if, if I'm not mistaken. So you can't just throw him to the wolves like that. You know, he's about 20 pounds too light in the pads right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think 
it's cool to worry about the best case scenario, but you always have to prepare for the worst case scenario. And I don't think the roster construction has done a good job at this juncture of doing that. Here are the two spots on the roster that I think are the ones that need the most attention. And I'll get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Number one is point guard. Absolutely. The Pelicans don't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard. They have a lead guard. Mm-hmm. CJ McCollum is a lead guard mm-hmm. and is fantastic and run out of pick and roll. Mm-hmm. But he's not the point guard. And I think we saw against the Suns that the Pelicans, when they don't have somebody to just run that offense and say, B.I.'s got to get a touch right now. Right. Zion's got to get a touch right now. Whoever is hot, I need to make sure they get the ball. Or this person's not hot, I need to make sure they get set up. We're going to run this play. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, I think people forget the thing that Rondo brought to the Pelicans was assuredness of when he stepped on the floor. And everybody knew Rondo couldn't shoot. Right. Didn't matter. But Rondo knew what he could do. The reason Jose was able to make the impression that he was able to make is because he was the only guard that the Pelicans had who would just probe. Right. Who would just get in the lane and say, let's see what happens. If somebody comes towards me, I drop it off. If they don't, I dribble my ass back out here and we'll set it up. Kyra Lewis is not going to do that this year. No. I don't – Kyra's not a guy who runs the half-court offense. We've not seen him able to do that. I don't think he comes in and is able to do that this year. I don't think the minutes are there for Kyra to do it. You drafted Dyson, in my mind, to be a point guard down the the road. But, again, Dyson is 6'7", 6'8", and still maybe growing. Right. So you're still going to need somebody in that 6'3", 6'4", range to play the point guard spot. And the Pelicans do not have that guy currently on the roster. I'd like it to be a veteran. Because the thing to me is this team is still very young. Right. It's still an incredibly young team. And to me, the reserves are all young outside of Nance. Right. And unproven. And it's like, you know. So who's in control with that second unit? Yeah, you've got your starters. But if your starters are in foul trouble, if somebody's missing, if you need that point guard, there's nobody on this roster that can command the offense and run it on the second unit. I I totally agree. The thing, that's why I was, you know, so this beating the drum this year for a guy just like even Jaden Ivey, for example, right? I know he's not incredible in the half court offense, but I just, when you look at this team, when you look at the playoffs, this is a guards, it's still a guards league. The West is it's, a point guards conference. Yeah, it's a point guards league. Like you, it's like at some point you have to be able to stop the, the opposing team's guard, make life or even make life pretty difficult. Or you have to combat that with your own talented guy at the one and i just i look at this team i just don't see any dynamic guard i don't have i don't see a guy aside from zion who's who's going to collapse the defense who's super fast who's going to get into the paint draw fouls probe this into the open guy and just I, I just don't see that and when you watch the playoffs even the guy like shake it's the reason why the thunder is such a difficult matchup for the pelicans because shea gilders alexander he, he's a dominant guard. He's he's one of those explosive guys. He'll kill you in the paint, makes incredible passes. And Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. Guys like that, the Pelicans have always had trouble with. Even a guy like Dennis Schroeder, the Pelicans have always had trouble with smart, uh, high IQ guards. Sacramento. We could go over there. Sacramento. They have no success. But when they play the Pelicans. when They, they look incredible. So it gets to the point where Aaron you're Fox like. Aaron Fox be an all-star every time oh he plays guys. This man. Even with Brunson. This, these 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 guys. Luca, Luca averages make like I, I said if Luca played the Pelicans for a season, he'd average 40, 30, and twenty. 
If, if, if Luka played the Pelicans, he would be he'd be the logo. Luka would be the logo. If he just played the Pelicans every night. Right. And I, and I think Griff recognized that. Because you look at some of the guys Griff is targeted or even been rumored to target. Griff, like, he's like he, he sees what's happening here. And I just think those guys are at such a premium that it's like you, you don't want to always be a day late and a dollar short. Like when, when, when the league moves to playing guys like Draymond at the five, you don't want to be the guy still playing Robin Lopez at the five. You want to be the guy that's able to pivot when the rest of the league pivots. So right. CJ at the one, I think, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think, I think it has the opportunity to work. I think we'll see him BI and Zion and even Herb, Herb has some uh, facilitating skills, but I still think that dynamic, Water bug guard. Somebody has to do that. Somebody has to know. Like before Jose, I didn't think we had even Jared Harper. When Jared Harper played at the one, you saw a guy who like, okay, this guy kind of understands what people need to be on the floor. This guy knows how to pass the ball out of, you know, it, it's just I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, I, I, know. I just and I'd like it to be a veteran. You know, yeah. I'd like it to be somebody who's been there. Right who's seen it and can, can, you know, look at, look at the teams. Again, you look at how teams get through the finals and it's, it's veteran. There's enough veterans on the back end of your bench that maybe don't play for two weeks, mm-hmm. but when you ask them to play, they know what they're supposed to do. Look what, look what Derek White was able to do in the, in the finals. He had a couple games where he was able to contribute. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just, that's veteran play. That's just do get up and do what we need you to do. You might not play tomorrow. Right. You know good and darn well. I might not play tomorrow. But that's the veteran's job. You saw Andre Godala. There was games in the right. finals he didn't play. Right. There was games he got three, four minutes. But there were other times in the playoffs where they needed him. Right. And that's – I think that's – you can have – and I think people will, will dispute this, but I believe there is such a thing as having too much depth. Absolutely. Because you – you an NBA team is essentially nine players. Right. It's nine. When you get to the, when you get to the playoffs, it's eight or nine max. Right. You're not going twelve player rotations. You're just not, right. and that means you have to have guys who don't play, mm-hmm. who just understand. There's a reason Udonis Haslam keeps getting contracts, even though he doesn't play. Right. Because he's somebody that they trust to set the tone. And I and I, I don't think you even have the bandwidth to develop all these players. Like no, you one, cannot. No these, team can. Right. It's no like, team can not, raise all these kids. Like Kyra, it, it, let's say if the Pelicans were to keep Kyra, Ky, between Kyra, Dyson, and Herb and Trey, how how are you dividing your time into developing? How how are these players going to become the best versions of themselves when there's four or five guys on the roster? Even when we had Naw and Jack, when we first drafted Naw Zion and Jax, I think in theory, I think the idea was for a guy like Jax and a guy like Naw because I feel like they had high ceilings were guys that if it all worked out, you can trade them for one really good player at some point. I just thought that was a bad risk at the time. Oh, for, because for I Jax? didn't think you, yeah, I just thought at the yeah, time it was definitely a reach. To me with Zion, it was to me the best thing was you were already getting the Lakers mm. players. Mm, right. Who were young. Right. You know what I mean? You were still trying to figure out what you had no idea what Brandon Ingram was. Right. He was the guy that Griff wanted. Right. Ingram was Griff's target. Mm-hmm. Lonzo was was Alvin's target. Lonzo, mm-hmm. you know, Alvin really loved Lonzo's game. Right. Which I didn't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. You know, again. A lot and, of people, we all had hope for Lonzo. Really? Again, it was, uh, to me, the whole point of that, that trade was I got three players. I'm mm-hmm. hoping one is an all-star. Right. 
you found out you got one was the all-star. Right. I'm hoping one is serviceable. And yeah. that's what Josh Hart was, serviceable. Right. Serviceable. And I'm hoping one I can use, like you said, to get more players. Right. They misplayed the Lonzo thing, though. Yeah, they misplayed it. They misplayed totally it. Misplayed. I don't have I, I will not have a problem with them getting rid of Lonzo. Right. But I think they misplayed it because you yeah. ended up with Devontae Graham and you gave up a first round pick. I think Lonzo was, was supposed to leave after the bubble. I, I think, think Lonzo should have left then. They, yeah, I, they had I decided they didn't peak. want him. Yeah. They, once they made that decision, they found out Lonzo's a wing or a, a connector guy at, at you know, at best. I think um, it was at the point where he was at peak value. Even Lonzo had a couple games where he had like some good stretches, and he I think he might have missed a game or two. He was like, oh, he's about to go, and he came back. And it's like, I think, but historically, this team has had a problem, and it's not just the Griffith ever. This team has had a problem historically trading guys at peak value. Tariq Evans, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, you let the, all those guys walk out of the door as free agents. Who did, which free agents did you think you were signing? Who you thought was coming here? And people like do it, it again, is... I, you know, and I, I just want to get it, this clear, too, because people mm -hmm. always do this shit and they be like, well, New Orleans is not going to be a free agent destination. There aren't any free agent destinations in right. the NBA. Who, is, who are these alleged free agent destinations? Because Atlanta's black a city I know. Mm -hmm. who's the, show me the big free agents Atlanta ever signed. Right. Chicago yeah. Bulls been waiting to sign. Name a free agent the Bulls have signed since Michael Jordan retired. A free oh, agent. What, the Bulls name. had, look, the Bulls had a great team, bro. Carmelo walked in, looked around, said, I'm gonna take this money in New York. I'm out. Like, and I actually think so, I was down. And the yeah. Knicks, their biggest free agent signing is Julius Randle. And Brunson. And now probably. Brunson. Yeah, now Brunson. Those are the like, two biggest players the Knicks have signed right. since Amari Stoudemire. And Amari Stoudemire was broken when they got him. So, what, what really this is, and I always have this conversation with people, it's LA mm -hmm. versus everybody else. Everybody else. else. Because it's, it's folks ain't be flocking right? to Miami. I don't see right. free agents running to Miami. Mm -hmm. Kyle they get like the leftovers. Even Dallas. Dallas has never signed. Their biggest acquisition was almost signing DeAndre uh, Jordan. And they signed, who they signed? Chandler Parsons. And um, and Memphis did, made the same mistake. Like, it, it's just, it's a bunch of almost guys. There's a bunch of bridesmaids left. I even, think this, even at Houston. Houston. Yeah. James Harden was a trade. Chris Paul is a trade. Nobody signed, signed Dwight. I think they signed Dwight. But Dwight was no, because Dwight was a trade too. Remember Dwight when he first signed with the Rockets? He was a part of. The, he was a part of. I a thought trade he left the Lakers to sign with um the Rockets. Then I he, guess so. I guess, but Dwight. Yeah, but again, he was already walking. That's post, he was already a failed project. He's already on the downside yeah. by that point. Dwight he he, he wasn't Orlando's Dwight at, at no more at that point. It's no. like, man. I, and so again, where are these players that everybody keeps talking about? Like, well, this is not nowhere. Nowhere's a free agent destination. Especially if you're not some premier player. You look at a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge, who was like probably one of the best of the bunch of that free agency class. He goes to San Antonio. Then he went to San Antonio. But other than that, there's not no, no premier high ride guy. Nine times out of ten, those guys aren't leaving because they want the there most There are only money three or four of those guys in the league. Yeah, especially in today's age. And those guys are aging out fast too. When you look at the, it. the word "superstar" is so overused in the NBA Man, because to me, superstar means if I put you on this team, we're going to the playoffs, no matter right. who I've got around you. Right. You and there are only four guys in this league that can do that. Right. Giannis, Jokic, Jokic, 
Now, I don't even say LeBron anymore. Yeah, not, not no more. Not, not no, no more. more. It's and not KD. KD don't guarantee you nothing anymore. Man, it's like you know, it's it's Jokic, Luca, um, Giannis, and and would you say would you say Chris Paul? Not now. Now, because mm. I think Chris has finally reached that point. Yeah, it's ah, damn. Physically, I, I think he's finally reached yeah. that point where physically bet, yeah. he can't take garbage. You know, Chris took garbage to the playoffs yeah, Chris, several times. Uh, he yeah. can't do. I don't think he can do that anymore. Man. He can yeah, make you. He'll, you'll be competitive. Yeah, you'll be competitive. But I don't think that. I don't think you know. You saw it with the Suns. It, his right. body just isn't there at the end anymore. He can't. He can't keep it going long enough. But I mean, that, that group of players is very, very small. You, 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 if you had Jason Tatum and nobody else, are you going to the playoffs? Not at this point. Not even with Embiid, even Joel Embiid, who people thought should have been MVP. A lot of people, I'm not thinking Joel Embiid takes uh, a garbage team. Like, if you put him in the West and said Joel Embiid, give him in the West, hell no, give Joel Embiid the Nuggets, hell no. And you give Jokic the Sixers. I put more faith in the Sixers making the playoffs yeah, than Jokic I, I put, than I would the Nuggets making it with Embiid. And I look at guys' availability over the years, man. It's like he ain't never played seventy games in a yeah, season. It's like you can't make the club in the tub. Can't make the club in the tub. And it's like I, I appreciate guys being more help conscious, but it's just like yo, I, I'm used to seeing. I'm not used to seeing Kobe take rest games. Like I, I didn't. I didn't really grow up in that era where that was like a thing to do. But yo, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about? Do you feel like this team has too many undersized bigs? Yeah, yeah. That's that, my that's second a, area of problem. That's my yeah, second that, problem area is the front court. That's that's where I'm at with it as well. That's yeah. totally where I'm at with it as well. Yeah, I, I I feel like Trey's future is at the four. I feel like Trey's future is at the four. He can give you some three, but I want to see Trey finishing a lot of games at the five, especially if this brother is really six ten. 6'11". He look like he's 6'10 to me. And and he rebounds like a man. Offensive and defensive glass. That's something we didn't have to teach him. And that's another thing. We have to stop bringing guys to the organization that we have to coach up. You know, like, oh, don't worry. We're going to teach him how to shoot. Like, you know, there's people who who know how to shoot already. Like, you know, there's a few guys who, who know who already know how to play defense. There's guys who know how many, you know, timeouts are left in the quarter, how many fouls the opposing team has. There's guys with basketball intelligence out there already. We don't have to take on every project because, to be honest, whether it be health-wise or whether it be, you know, um, skill-wise, it hasn't always worked out for the Pelicans. Like, you know. And it doesn't work out for most teams. It doesn't work out for most teams. These projects usually don't pan out. Or at and, least they don't pan out for you. Yeah, it don't pan out for they, you. They will hit for the second team or the right. third team. But when you draft these dudes at 19, most of them will not be complete at 23. Right. You're talking about second contract guys at minimum for a lot of these dudes. I always say with Jax, if Jax is around, I think Jax is a second, third team guy. By the time he gets, he hits his sit, like his mental plateau, he's probably going to be on his third team. And say, all right, yeah, I need to rebound. This is what I need to do if I want to. If I want to stay in this league, this is what I need to do. Like Javale McGee, I, I think he's going to get to that point. But at least Javale, I'll say this: every time, and I used to compare Jax to Javale too, but I had to go digging in Javale's numbers. Mm-hmm. The one thing about Javale was that he could defend, though. Mm, yeah, he's always been a rim protector. He could always defend, and mm-hmm. his field goal percentage was high because he was just like Jax. All he did was dunk. Right. You know, when he got the opportunity, he was going to dunk it. 
Right. But he was a shot blocker. He mm-hmm. was a rebounder. Jackson's neither of those things. Jack Jax thinks he's a seven foot wing. And he <laughs> that's and from what I understand it from people that I have spoken to, mm-hmm. they feel like that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a perimeter player. And I'm sorry. And people get mad at me when I say this. But Jackson Hayes was not drafted to be a perimeter yeah, player. He was. You had Brandon Ingram. Right. You had you drafted Nikhil Alexander Walker, thinking he right. was going to be your two. You drafted Zion Williamson, knowing you wanted to play him away from the basket at times. Mm-hmm. You were looking. You were not looking for a big to right. come in and do anything other than rebound, block shots, and right. give me second chance buckets. Right. And Jax gives you none of those things. Right. You didn't draft. You didn't draft Jax to be Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? You didn't draft Jax to be Pascal Siakam. You I want to see Jim shoot more threes. He's not going to get more than one attempt a game. Yeah. And and honestly, if, if he makes one or two of them, that's enough. That's so enough. What? To, but so what? Yeah, Again, yeah. if you rely are you relying on Jackson Hayes shooting threes to win games? And if you're doing that, you've already lost. If Jack, if you're relying on Jax to knock down some wide open threes, you remember it's like you remember when they tried to turn Derek Favors into like a corner three-point shooting mm-hmm. guy? It was like, yo, stop doing this shit. Stop coming up with these weird ideas. Guys haven't done this the entire career, and all of a sudden they want to get here and try to do some new shit. Stop, stop doing that. Let's 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 take guys' strengths and exploit those things. This is this is my favorite number from last year. Jackson Hayes had four double doubles last year. Yeah. Four. Okay. It probably was in the same stretch too. Billy <laughs> like Hernan Gomez. Billy Hernan Gomez played in 20 fewer games than Jax. Played much fewer minutes, as you know. Right. He had eight double doubles. Billy come to play. He played. He, that's he had a guy. Eight double, and they don't run no plays for Billy. No play. Billy is a garbage man. Billy is a garbage man. And with the thing with Billy, he steps on the court, he's ready to play. He's a professional. He's a that's professional. That's the dude. That's the perfect 12th. 11th man perfect guy he don't care if he don't play that night he but he's ready damn he's ready look call him he gonna go out there and play and, and here's the thing you're not gonna miss too much of a beat with him i seen billy Hearn. it was one game i seen billy Hearn and gomez giving b that work and i know what i know what billy can't do yeah and we know what billy can't do and i think that's the thing with a lot of the fan base i think sometimes we get caught up in the idea of guys versus what they have shown to be strengths like i like nikhil i like nikhil a lot but it's like, yeah. dog, it gets to a point where you have to seize that opportunity. You want that spot? You got to take that spot. Kyra, you want that spot, brother? You got to take that spot. You going to let this dude, no disrespect to Jose at all, you going to let this brother one foot in the league, one foot out, take your spot? You're supposed to know it. No way in hell that's supposed to happen. And you but, know you in the draft pick, they're going to give you every opportunity to succeed. You couldn't first beat out Thomas Sadoransky. You couldn't beat out Thomas. Like, and that, on, that's man. the thing is the draft ultimately up until I would say up until last year, the first round had been a bust because I would yeah. say Zion was you had one season of Zion. So I, in my mind, right. you weren't getting the value that you had gotten for that pick. It's not mm-hmm. about Zion. It's about what you got. Back yeah, the value in yeah. value. Neither Nikhil nor Jax has turned into the player that you expected them to be If the, from the front office point. I never thought Jax was going to make it because I didn't like what I saw of him, I just mm-hmm. I don't. He does not. He's not a basketball player. Mm-hmm. He's. I think that that's the thing that bothers me the most is he does not think like a basketball player. 
He does not see the world through a basketball player's eyes. He lacks the awareness of his own game and the game of people around him. Mm-hmm. And so that bothers me. Nikhil had no basketball IQ. People always talk about his bag. He had no understanding of time, situation, right. who should, when I should take this shot, As a where guard. I should get from. As a guard. No basketball IQ. You can't compare him to, to his cousin. Because his, cousin, yeah. his cousin got basketball IQ. Right, right. It and wasn't I, no crime for me to watch Nikhil walk out the door. No, I wasn't no, no crying here. I, and I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, with that Kyra draft, I was heartbroken. Cause I was like, yo, I just, I just don't see it, man. I just, I just don't see it with his brother. And I just, I don't like his posture. I, I just didn't, I just didn't see it. When, when, you, just, when you come at me and you tell me the dude's best characteristic is speed, yeah, man, like, I'm not on, putting man. together the Justice League. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? If on. I need speed, I get the flash. Give right. me a basketball player. He's he not running deep routes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, and... I think I think sometimes I'm all about high upside guy. I'm all about that. But I think some the guy has to at least have some type of basketball skill that you can actually mold and say, okay, he can do everything else, but his jumper's broken. He's a 17th pick. All right, I'll take him. It's pick 17. Let me work on him. Send him overseas. Send him to the squadron. We just got a developmental team. So we knew we didn't have the bandwidth to develop all these guys. I would have liked to see that pick. I want a Sadiq Bay. In that draft, if you couldn't get Sadiq Bay, move the pick, bring in a veteran, help the team win. Now we're trying to th- we've been trying to thread the needle between being competitive and developing guys. And it you can't do it. No one does that. You cannot serve two masters. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't work. I think the only guys you've seen do that, and that and the guys they developed didn't even work out that well in the long run was the Warriors. But the Warriors were so incredible at the top. They were so but, but look, they had to make choices too. Yeah, and they had to make choices. Because so, remember, the only three in that group that are drafted by the Warriors, the only three are Steph, Clay, and Dre. Right. You know, the main group. Yeah, the main guy. Everybody else, Monte Ellis had to go. You right. know what I'm saying? Steven Jackson, go. David Lee had to go. David Lee, you got to go. All these dudes had to go. Right. And for them to decide, this is our three. And I've been saying that about the Pelicans, mm-hmm. is they've got to decide at some point, who are our people? And it seems that they've made this decision now because by financially, you you tied yourself in. Yeah, you committed to it's a few B.I., Zion, and C.J. That's mm-hmm. your three. You've decided this is your three. And I think that's a fine three. But I, I my question for you is, like, and I, I think we've alluded to this a bit, mm-hmm. is it more – to me, it makes for a very entertaining team. Right. It makes for a team that probably should win. I think if all things go right, like you said, if you plan the best case scenario, I think this is a team that challenges for challenges. I don't know right. if they get there, but they should challenge for a four or five. If mm-hmm. everything goes right. Right. I think if everything goes right. Because they're not better than Golden State. They're not better no. than, you know, yeah, the yeah. teams at the top of the West. The, a healthy Clippers yeah. team is, yeah, is still a better team. Yeah. Than the Pelicans. I mean, it, they just are. Um, right. and, yeah. And, Memphis, and I take into account fully healthy is a team that just won 50 something games last year. And they're one year more mature. Ja's ja already incredible. And Luke Dallas. Dallas. Like, yeah. Like, so Lucas could put them again. That's a team yeah. that made the conference semis. And, conference and, fun, you know, and. And grow up. Check this out. Where did the Suns go? The Suns ain't going nowhere. They may step back, but yeah, they're they still going to win back. a lot of games. Yeah. And that's why so I look at the, with the Pelicans. I, I just say, I like Denver is getting Jamal Murray back. 
And look, potentially Michael Porter Jr. could be. And in Minnesota, adds Gobert right. and, and has Carl Anthony Towns. And Anthony Edwards is going to make another leap because that mm-hmm. boy is flying up the rankings as yeah. far as I'm concerned watching I'm him play. A huge fan of. And I think that they probably moved D'Angelo Russell at some point during the season mm-hmm. because they need a steadier point guard. They don't and need I'll somebody even, jacking up shots. And I'll even say this because I get to the point where it's like, are the sum of your if, are, are the sum of another team's parts better than your big three or big two? Because if I look at the Kings, the Kings have a pretty decent roster. Yeah. When you look at it, now I don't think it's better than the Pelicans roster. I think JV puts puts the Pelicans over the edge in a lot of conversations. But you're talking about a team with the Pelicans who are never healthy, and that's going to be to me. That's what keeps me from buying all of the Pelican stock going into this season. Cause I'm like, yo, bro, you you got you got to show me that you can play at least 65 games every season. You got to show that to me. Here's and, another number for you. Like, come how on. many lineups did the Pelicans use last year? Starting lineups. I'm gonna have to guess. Uh, I guess 20. 23. Oh my god. Okay. Starting lineups. Starting lineups. 23. Oh god. How many do the Warriors have? I'm gonna guess five. Six. Ah, I was close. Six. And, you know, one the of those that the end when they were screwing around. Yeah, yeah. you know, but six for the whole year. The Pelicans have averaged, averaged 23 starting lineups over the last decade. They have that been as bad be. as 42 starting lineups in one season. Over the last three years, Gentry had 23. Okay. <laughs> That's bad, bro. Van Gundy only had 15. <laughs> right. Because yeah, he had lucky. Zion healthy for most yeah. of the year, so it was down to 15. But right. you had, you know, Zomis games, Biamis games, everybody. Yeah. So, you had a, so he Very was famous. lucky. He got yeah. 15. Then you're back to 23 last year. The Pelicans have only finished under 15 in the number of lineups once in the last 10 years. The average – for NBA champions over the past decade is somewhere around 11 or 12. So like you said, there is no history right. for you. Like you said, the thing, these are proven things. These are numbers right. that are not deniable. Right. The Warriors used six lineups. Mm-hmm. The NBA champions on average have averaged roughly 17 compared to the Pelicans 23, but those are skewered by a couple of high teams. The median is somewhere around 11 and lower. Right. So the Pelicans are usually twice as high as what the NBA champion is producing for a number of lineups, starting lineups. That means you're not, your roster is not stable. Right. And and you're you're not healthy. Right. And I, I think when you look at it objectively, it's just like, yo, you can't – your two best players, it's your two best players. Not only – Isaiah, you know, he had a couple freak injuries, right? But you That's, lost two years. Yeah, you lost two years on two freak injuries. But you got to – B.I., who everyone loves, love B.I., right? We love B.I. B.I. has a habit of getting hurt, not only consistently, but at the wrong time. Like, it's at the most inopportune times. CJ has already shown you that he can't be the best player on the floor. No. If CJ and JV are your best two players, you're not going to win any games. Like, that's, it's just, it is what it is. That's not knocking against CJ. It just, it's just, I mean, it you'll be like a 30 win team. 
Yeah, you'd be like a 31 team potential if CJ stays healthy the whole time. CJ's <laughs> been done pretty good at yeah, being healthy. Yeah, CJ's not good because last year he had like a weird freak injury. But yeah. when I look at JV at the end of last year, middle of last year, how his body was breaking down. I watched JV score six points in the playoffs against Aiden, who's who's a solid defender. No, he's not, he's not incredible, but I'm like, JV, you gave me six points, brother. He like, has to score. Yeah, you you got you gotta score because you don't do anything else necessarily. So I think that's why I think, and people again, man, is nothing wrong with acquiring talent. I don't know how long people think this team is about to be together. I think it can't people, be together long. Yeah, you you can't. I, I think people, I think people think, I think people take Brandon for granted, honestly. I think people think this team is about to be, be together 10 years. Brandon going to be here. He's That's not how the NBA works. Yeah, it's not how the NBA works. I think you got three years max to build, turn this team into a real content. And then they better be perennial contenders moving forward. Or you're going to start hearing them whispers. And the whispers are going to get to the point where they're justified. It should, and, that, that's, and that's not about New Orleans. That's the NBA. Yeah, that's the nature that's, that's of this league. Yeah, it could be anybody. Because, look, you, the Rosen yeah, took the Raptors to the playoffs all the time. they like, look, we got to get over this hump. And you know what? The Raptors, when they traded for Kawhi, they're going to be celebrating that ring the next 10 years. They're not going to give a shit. That they they all the stuff they gave up and they the didn't ring. mortgage their future to do yeah, and, and they didn't mortgage their future. And uh, when I look at the Pelicans, and I'm sure Griff, you know, from what I've heard, Griff has tried to do a thing. One thing I say about Griff, it's not a coward. He, he'll he'll no, try to yeah he'll try to uh, he tries to make some things happen. Is it always the best thing? No, no. <laughs> but but he tries to make some things happen. But I think. We can't be content with this roster because you've already seen that your guys can't stay healthy. You don't have the depth. And the areas you do have depth at, you got about six power forwards on this team. Yeah, there's a lot of three fours. This yeah, team is dominated of, by three fours. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. You got too many way, of them. There's way too many of them. You probably got, if you count Billy as a five, you got two fives on this team. Yep. All your other big guys are three or, fours or fours. Like three fours. Fours, three fours. You got Trey, who needs minutes to develop. Three, who I don't want to see anybody block his minutes. I think he's going to be incredible. You got Larry, undersized five, four. Who also is an injury concern because Larry has not concern. played more than 50 games in a season in three years. Mm. You, and Larry's bro, 29. Too many facts, bro. Too I mean, I'm facts. just, hey, I'm just hey, trying to keep it real here. You got, you got Kyra coming off an ACL injury. Might you not be ready to decide. Zion coming off. And I don't look, hey, right. we all hope Zion is healthy. Right. But all of the injuries have been on the same side of his body. Mm -hmm. the, the foot fracture, the knee problem, the stuff going back to high school. Yeah. They have all been on the right side of his you body. You know, he has one of his legs are longer than the other. You know, I mean, that don't matter to yeah. me. I'm just yeah, saying. It don't matter to me. Yeah, it's just like, bro, you might well, look into that. But let's be real. You know, yeah. like the thing is, I would presume then, if I'm the Pelicans, my my assumption has to be that he is going to be on the Embiid plan. That yeah. you will never ever get more than seventy games in a season out of Zion Williamson, and that's because you have to monitor this. Right. So that means there's eight, eight, 16 to eighteen games a season that right. you have to account for somebody else playing his spot. Now at the four, your options right now are Trey Murphy. Mm -hmm. Who I don't mind playing a four, but it's a much right. different game than Zion. Right. Jax, who cannot 
defend the four <laughs> at all, right? And you can't put the ball in his hands at the four like you could right. with Trey or Zion, right? Both of them can handle the ball at the four. Right. I'm not putting the ball in Jax's hand to make decisions. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Jax do a hook. I might have seen him do one or two sky hooks in his in his day, but yeah, I, I'm not putting the ball in his hands and say make you make a choice, yeah, make something put the happen, ball brother. on the ground and do something. Yeah. No, no, he can't do no. that. Hell, so, no. Najee is a three four. Mm-hmm. Her plays two three four. Josh Hart was a three four. Josh Hart played three four. Mm-hmm. So you look at this team and it's dominated. Dyson Daniels is going to play three three. Yeah, at times. So mm-hmm. this it's team t- is heavy on wings. wings. And Before you that, didn't have no wings. Now the that, Pelicans are all wings. You even you got one wing who can shoot out of all these wings. Well, no, I will say this: you, your shooting is better than you think. The Pelicans' you B- shooting is better than they think. Because I B- went into that last. I went into those numbers too. Because shooting is important in the NBA, okay. as we know. Right. Three point shooting is about percentages, not number of makes. Right. It's not about people always do this thing and they talk about look how many threes we shot. The team that mm. shoots the most threes does not win to. Yeah, you go one for 20. Yeah. You know, again, people forget the prime Warriors, the ones that won 69 and then 72 games, 73 mm-hmm. games, they were in the middle of the pack in attempts. It was about it converting. The Spurs make threes. Right. The, the, the teams that win make their threes. Mm-hmm. And the Pelicans' problem is 500 threes last year. The majority of the, if the people who took the majority of the attempts are Devontae Graham, who can't shoot. Right. Whose numbers have gone down three straight years. Yeah. And we need to be real about that. Yeah. Throws the ball at the basket. Right. So Devontae Graham took over 500 something attempts. Next highest was Josh Hart. Not a shooter. And Josh is not a shooter. So you've eliminated those two from your rotation. Mm-hmm. Your shooting rotation now is CJ is going to take the most threes on this roster. Right. CJ is a career 40% shooter, basically. Phenomenal catch and shoot numbers, too. So CJ at 40. Mm-hmm. B.I. had been around 40 for the two years. The first two years he had been was in New Orleans. Last year was down around 34. But okay. I think it goes back up this year. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in 37 is about right. If, yeah, that'd if be B.I. Excellent. is 37, 38. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So you got that's a good, decent shooting numbers. And you got Trey. Trey, who shot the highest amongst all rookies last year. Mm-hmm. Shot 39, I think it was 37, 38. I think it was 38% total um, mm-hmm. for the season. But down the stretch was over 40, well over 40%. Over the team's last 40 games. Big shots. Big, big shots. Herb showed he could be at least a decent three-point shooter. Yeah, he could be competent. And I think he will get better as a three-point shooter mm-hmm. going forward. Um, again, you talk about on the bench um, with guys like, uh, I think, you know, Jose is a can be a competent catch-and-shoot yeah, guy. You don't want him pulling up and right. just jacking him, but he can be a competent catch-and-shoot guy. If Zion is still shooting around 34 35%, you take okay, it. fine. I'll take that. Jonas is if he's making again. Jonas is gonna make if he makes one a game. That's a lot. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's fine. a lot. Right. So if the percentages of the shots are moved amongst your guys who can actually shoot them, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not as worried about the Pelicans getting threes. The Pelicans were really bad last year at making the corner three, which is the easiest three in the league. They were bad at creating that shot and they were bad at making that shot. If Trey is taking those corner threes. I feel a lot better than I do with Devontae taking those threes. And then that's I do why with, with Garrett Temple, who took over right. 200 three-pointers last year, who will not be shooting 200 three-pointers. Oh, hell no. Year. Hell so no. you think about that. Almost a thousand three-point attempts. 
You've taken away team. from bad shooters with this right. team, and they're going to be transferred to more competent shooters. I th- shooting is not the problem to me for this team. It's going to be can they be consistent defensively? Right. And in the offensive part, to me, it's more about, like you said, can you consistently get to the basket? Right. Can you, gen- get can you pressure the defense break and break down the defense? When the I shots look are at it, be there. the shots pe- will be there. Can people get on me? Because I tend to like, I call it 21st century athletes. I say that because when you don't have ball handlers who can turn the corner on guys who can explode at the rim, you're not going to draw a lot of fouls and you're not, you're not going to force the ref's hands. You're not, you're not going to be able to get the other team in foul trouble early. So it changes the way they defend. And we are And when you go to IQ again, your guards or your ball handlers need to know time circumstance, need to know how many timeouts you have left. How many, you need to know that, Oh shit. And B's got four fouls. Let me let me go drive into this guy and, and you know and, and force the refs' hands and see what happens here. And right, I just don't see that on this team, man. I see a lot of aside from Zion, I just see a lot of mid. I see a lot of guys playing paint out. When, aside from Zion, and you know Brandon, he's he'll get to the rim and dunk on you. He'll do his thing, but I think Brandon had like forty dunks last year. So I need guys who will play paint. I mean, I need guys who can play inside the paint. Right now, we have a lot of guys who can play paint out, mid-range jumpers, step-back threes, and that shit is cool until you get in the playoffs. Points in the paint is so big. Again, that's one of those things. The teams that win have the highest two-point percentage, Mm -hmm. and the reason they have the highest two-point percentage is because they're making a lot of layups. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're making a lot of layups, when you watch Golden State, how many layups do the Warriors get? Because they are constantly in motion. motion. They understand each Four other. Four or five screens. They play off each other. Cuts. Come on. Like, when you watch the Warriors play, you will never see Stephen Clay not moving, not running. I Look, I want I want Dyson to watch nothing but Clay film. And I want Steph, I mean, Trey to watch nothing but J.J. Redick film. For us moving off the ball, running. And people, people don't give Steph enough credit for his ability to finish at the rim. Steph is Steph, one of the all-time finishers. This man, this man looks like people because people say Kyrie at the rim. Kyrie is nasty at the rim, but Steph is a monster at the rim too. I'm talking about just it's. I guess because the three-point shot is so, I guess, sexy. You can say now, especially in today's game, people take a people don't give enough credit to the guys who can break down the defense who can, you know, have a nice handle, who can get into the teeth of the defense and make things happen. Because that's where you're going to get your calls at. You're not going to get your your easy buckets from. Yeah, easy buckets. Shuffle pass to your big man. How many times did Chris Paul do that against the Pelicans? Get in the paint and drop it off for somebody to get a dunk. Embarrassing. How many times? Too many many times. Too many times. And even go to the finals, when you go to the finals, there were very few well-shot games. Right. They didn't shoot the three well. Yeah. Golden State didn't shoot it great during the finals. Yeah. Boston certainly did not. Yeah, Boston probably had like one or two offensive explosions. And then even the year before, Cleveland, I mean, uh, Milwaukee may have shot 30% from three. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think the right. Suns, the Suns are not a volume three-point shooting team. Right. They shoot some threes, but that's not a volume three-point shooting team. They kill in the mid-range and at the bank and at the bucket. And with me, that's why. Again. The Lakers were a terrible three-point shooting team. LeBron when was the best three-point. Yeah, isn't LeBron like their best three-point shooter? Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, point? but when they won the title, 
Right. They were not a been, great three-point shooting yeah, team. And Danny Green sucked that year. It, 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 they like, were the best defensive team, though. Yeah, they're the best defensive team. And that's why we need guys who can do more than just score. Because when the scoring isn't working for you, truthfully, and this is not a knock on him, but truthfully, if CJ isn't scoring, I don't know what he gives you on the floor. He's not um, some master facilitator. So they're getting like, six assists, but they're gonna come out of that pick and roll. Yeah. Or in transition, but right. they're not, he's not gonna run your offense. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of like, you know, I don't call him cheap, but cheap assists versus a guy who's the maestro out there. And that's why people people got to understand you because I'm thinking about the playoffs now. I, there's no reason for the team not to make the playoffs at this point, especially not when healthy. I don't give a damn. And not back not in either. Yeah, not back in. I know seven, eight seed, and something weird happened. Some somebody got hurt. Nah, you you need to be a top six team. That that to me that shows that you're moving forward in the right direction. Because again, you only got so many years of this. Because you're you're on the clock. You're, it's you're on three the clock. to four year window. Yeah, that's the NBA of today is right. there is no five, six, eight-year plan because your players don't want to be anywhere. And that, and that that's fine, right. but yeah, this is cool. the league that you have, and guys don't want to commit to anywhere. And I wouldn't right. either. If I yeah. had a choice and there's more money out there, I don't owe you nothing. I'm going to play for you for this contract, and then after that, I'm going to evaluate my situation. Kawhi, Kawhi was in one of the most winningest franchises in history, one, probably the greatest coach in history. He was like, yeah, I think I'm out. I think I'm out of here. Look, he went to the Raptors, won a ring, and said, "Yeah, I'm out of here too." Like, I don't give a damn. But like, I, I don't owe y'all nothing because I tell you, because if I miss this shot, you're gonna boo me. <laughs> like, if I miss this shot, you're gonna boo. But yeah, like, I, I think I, I just don't think this. We'll see with Zion, but I really don't think this this current roster and you know every the team doesn't have to be built on day one. I would like to get that continuity going, but I really think. This team I, in the playoffs, I see a lot of issues with this team when the game slows down and everyone has a whole week to scout your player, your one guy. And I, I really, we saw it this year. Brandon showed himself to be a playoff guy. Yep. Brandon showed himself to be a playoff guy. I think CJ came up kind of small in the playoffs. I think JV came up kind of small in the that's, playoffs. I think that's why you need that that person yeah. to create those opportunities. You need them. And I think, I think. We have we have the assets to make things happen, man. I, I just hope that this year, because I guess every year you do see some guy get this gruntled, some guys go on sale. It's nature, it's nature of the beast. You're supposed yeah, to have turnover. Of, yeah, nature of the beast. So you might you might have the opportunity to buy low on some guys who you couldn't buy low on this offseason because how the Timberwolves set the market. So I still think that's a possibility, but the, the Pelicans need to have their eyes set on some dynamic guard play and a rim defender. Because right now you got a bunch of undersized small forwards. You're still not prepared to handle Chris Paul and Aiden. They might not be prepared to handle Zion, but you're not necessarily prepared to handle them neither still. So, so yeah, the last five minutes of the game defensively is still a problem for the Pelicans. Yeah. And you, you're not going to get away with this year because Zion is back. You can't put Trey um and jose and herb on the floor at the same time in the last five minutes yeah you can't do it I don't score. because you can't not put zion out there right. you can't not put bi out there those guys yeah. have to be on the floor right you can't even not put cj out there i mean you're we, paying him all you're about to give him an extension right so he's got to be on the. if you're saying uh, cj's gonna be here another three four years he better be a guy that you're putting on the game in, in the last three minutes but he's again Three of those you have now put on the court. Three guys who are average at defenders at best. At best, yo, know, people forget 
Yo, we almost lost that game to the Clippers, right? Without Paul George. And who was the guy that the staff went to, to as a as like, yo, I got to – all right, they, they're busting my ass. We're down 16. Trey no, Tony, no, no, not Trey. Oh, the Tony, Tony Snell game? <laughs> like, yo, put Tony Snell on the floor. It's like, come, what are we doing here? What I mean, are we doing? To come me, on. To me, the, it's it's inevitable that you have to decide to move, to move Jackson Devonte. Yeah. Jackson's in the last year of his contract. There's no way. There's no way financially because you're going to give an extension to CJ. Especially you've already maxed out Zion like and BI. You've maxed out Zion and BI. You're going you, Larry Nance is mm. going to ask for some money and you ain't trying to get rid of him. Mm. And you have given guaranteed deals to guys like Jose Mm-hmm. And Herb, who were second round guys who now already have their guaranteed deals. Now they are, you know, below market deals, but you weren't expecting to have to pay second round guys. Right. You expect guaranteed to keep them deals at this point. Yeah. And, so you if, just, and you still got Kyra. That you have under his rookie deal, who right. now you it, say it, where, that extension is coming up, what, next year? He's going to want that. So like, you got to think about moving Kyra too, because again, you, they keep saying, like you said, that you can't develop these all these guys. You can't do it. So to me, my development is going into, I have two potential stars mm-hmm. in Trey and Herb. Mm-hmm. Herb has Scottie Pippen potential. Yes. Yes, sir. Herb has Absolutely. Scottie Pippen potential. Yeah. We were talking 19 about points, seven boards, seven assists. Yes. I could see it. Two steals, a block. Mm-hmm. Herb could be that dude. I think Trey has Chris Middleton potential. Trey has, to me, Trey is better as far as physically mm-hmm. than Chris Middleton. He's a better athlete oh, yeah, than yeah. Chris Middleton. Yeah, much better. Longer. Yeah. You know, you're talking about guy like a guy at, at 6'10", mm-hmm. who could be, again, a two-position defender, a closer at the, at the four spot, mm-hmm. because we saw him close defensively. Yeah. I think Trey is a guy that on the right team, yeah, Trey could be a 20 and 7, 22, 24. Yeah. It's a point. He could prime Rayshard Lewis numbers, mm-hmm. but with more athleticism and right. the ability to create for other people, which we've seen Trey do in two consecutive summer leagues, mm-hmm. that he could put the ball on the floor and create passes for other people. Come he's on, already, man. You got two you. stars that you have drafted. Those two guys, to me, outside of that other group of three, those are the only two I'm worried about. I yeah. like having Jose. Yeah, cool. I got him on a good deal that's right. team friendly. Cool story. Cool. Keep him. Right. He's not a problem. Everybody else to me, everybody else outside of that five. I ain't sick got Dyson. Oh, and Dyson. But we haven't seen him play yet. Yeah, so we haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I was high on Dyson, certainly. You know that. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you was high on Dyson. I, yeah. I was the first one to mm-hmm. put it out on, 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 on social media that Dyson Daniels was gonna be the pick for the Pelicans. I was right. the first one. No, I came around to Dyson because I think Dyson's a wing. I didn't like him at guard, but at wing, I like him. I think. I mean, I think he's he, again. He's that guy that can defend multiple positions that you can't yeah. have enough of. And yeah. I think his offensive potential is there because, like you said, he will put it on the floor right. and create passes for people. He has right. a lot of Lonzo in him in that way. Mm-hmm. Except he is more aggressive going to the basket than Lonzo. Yeah, yeah. Ever yeah. Was. He, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to get into the paint like like Zo was before. Yeah, right, I, I think. And even with, let me ask you this: Do you think? Because I, I threw this out there, I actually think that you, with Devonte, if Devonte is a move before camp, right? Which it doesn't look like he will be. Yeah. If Devonte is a move before camp, I really think he is going to get the nod over Jose initially for two reasons. 
One, to repair some value, right? To try to repair some value because you don't want to have to attach an asset to get rid of them. You're going to have to. And, and, and two, you want to see if you can figure this thing out. You want to, like, I think well, what's that's how Griffin's going to figure? That's my thing is what's to figure. I because think, he I doesn't think, fit anywhere. Yeah, I think I think I think Devontae is a small shooting guard, right? He's a tiny shooting guard. So he, and he doesn't fit. I think when you look at his catch and shoot, his catch and shoot numbers were okay. But for what they asked him to do last year, what he was but that but that goes into our point of being a basketball player. But what he was asked to do last year, they might say, okay, well, he was he was playing out of position. We're gonna Can't park him them. over here. And he's, and he's tiny. So like if he if he's having an off shooting night, there's nothing you can do with him on the floor. But I think and, your your only option, bro, you gotta let him repair some. Cause look, check it out. If it was as simple as us just attaching the asset to him, he would be gone. I just think they don't have it at the will either. And I think because I think that Griff is tries to be nice sometimes. And I yeah. think and you saw with Willie, Willie was trying to be nice and kept that man in the rotation a lot longer than he should have. GT and then you too, saw yeah. in the playoffs. You know, the one night that he was hitting in the playoffs, and everybody's like, oh, look, see, play. But they didn't gain anything. He made those threes, and they were still – they were down more when he finished making his last shot than they were when he came in. And his his stretch potentially cost us the game as well. (laughs) Like As soon as he showed up, every time he stepped on the floor, the sunset attack him. So you think he's getting – you think him and Kyra – I think Kyra won't be back to, what, December maybe? But you think him and Kyra getting DNPs? I think they'll play. I think it's – but, I mean, because it's it's because you don't have anything at point guard. Yeah. So, you like I said, when you take CJ out, you go to – they're going to go to Jose. I think they mm-hmm. go to Jose first because Willie understands the most important thing is some defense. Right. And at the very least, Jose will be a pest defensively. Mm-hmm. I think they will all – they will continue. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll – I think what they'll do with Devontae is they'll say, all right, Devontae, but he's in with the short leash. It's you miss a shot, you miss yeah. a rotation, you come and sit yeah, back down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you take a dumb shot, you come and sit down. Yeah. But they're, yeah, they're going to try, but I don't see where the value is for a guy whose shooting percentage from three has gone down each of the last three years. I don't see where that market was for Devontae Graham in the first place where they that you had to give up a first to get this dude. Like that's the thing is that, is that market was never there. Right. And if I'm Griff and I hate because it doesn't matter, mm. but at the time, if you push it on the Hornets to me, the guy you tried to get should have been getting was Terry Rozier. Yeah. yeah. Rozier was the better fit for your roster. It wasn't about pull up threes. It's never about pull up threes. Especially it's about the mentality you, and Rozier's mentality is far more in line with what you want than what you got out of Devontae. Especially depending on when you knew when Zion was injured. Because if you knew early when Zion was injured, then you would have known that you needed more of a dog in the locker room, a guy who could do a little bit more than, than post up and, and, and shoot. I see your face, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on when you had this information, right? They said um, that they knew, right? Yeah, they, they said they, they knew. said they knew when he broke his foot, right? Yeah, they said they had a guy there. I mean, you know, hey, hey, you know, that's that's what they say. That's what they say, right? But you know, I think I think the team is in a weird corner because a lot of the guys who may actually have some value as a tradable asset are guys we want to keep. You want to keep Herb, you want to keep Trey, 
No one really – you might have a team that say, oh, I see what I can turn Jacks into. He's going to buy in here. You, take him. Take him. Like, go, ahead, go ahead, take him. You may have a guy who sees Kyra – I don't know who sees Kyra and say I, – I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but you may have a team that can convince themselves about certain guys, right? I just don't see that on this roster aside from guys I want to keep. Like your main tradable assets are trade – and Herb, and maybe Nance at a distant third, but it's like... His injury history yourself... is a problem, and his contract is a problem. Yeah. Because he's an expiring deal, so... And he's an undersized five. So, it's like... Uh, it, it gets... Uh, man, the, the roster construction on this team is real It's real strange. It's very It's strange. the most talented team I've ever seen them have, mm-hmm. but I'm worried about, like you said, the fits. Right. I'm worried about those places where you have this overabundance of one thing and not enough of the other. Right. And I think that you're going somebody at some point, And I think Willie has to do this. He's going to have to decide that some of these guys are just not part of the program. And you, he's got to go up there and be like, look, I got to cut this group down to eight. Right. And if I'm cutting it to eight, we already know the starting five, right? We already done right. CJ, her BI, Zion, Jonas. Mm-hmm. There's that's five. We know the bench. We're starting with uh Trey, right? Um Larry Jose, right. and Jose. So that's mm-hmm. eight right there. Mm-hmm. That's eight. Folks trying to fit in Jax, trying to fit in uh Billy. They were trying, trying to, fit to fit in, in EJ Liddell. Trying to fit in Kyra, trying to fit in EJ, trying to fit in Dyson, trying to fit in all these people that you want to get minutes. Where are they gonna get minutes from? That's the thing with Pelicans fans start talking about how much talent there's only so many minutes right you know right. the, the court the time don't change you can't put right. seven people on the court there's only 48 minutes so you tell me if your starters are all playing 30 minutes each and some of them will be playing 36 mm-hmm. like herb mm-hmm. herb because you're gonna push herb to more closer to 40 Right. Zion, you're trying to keep around 33. Ingram, you're trying to keep around 33. You don't ever want Jonas going into 35. Because mm-hmm. we've seen no, it. His no. body breaks I, down. I, 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 I want to keep Jonas at 25. Yeah, that's the best place for him. 25 yeah. minutes. But you've got nobody at center. Like you said, you're going to put everybody you put in at center is either going to be undersized or incapable of playing the position for extended minutes. Right. Billy will give you some nice minutes, but you ain't putting Billy against the premier guys. Billy against Jokic is disaster. Right. You know, I mean, that's just a nightmare. His feet don't move that fast. And even then, I, I just look at it like you don't have guys who possess the skill sets that win championships. Even if you had, even if Billy did have solid footwork, he's not a rim defender. Even if, even if Jose. Well, if Jose was a few inches tall, if taller, the Pelicans had Robert Williams, oh yeah, from the Celtics, oh yeah, they had Tom Lord, they'll be in a good position. You know what I'm saying? Like that guy, yeah, yeah, that they had Tom Lord, they'll be in a position. Like yeah. I was joking with somebody the other day. I said, "Look, as crazy as Dwight is, get him." I would if 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 there was a hole on that roster and you could fill it with Dwight Howard, I would do it in a minute. How you because feel about Hassan? No, Hassan too too lazy. He's too, too lazy. lazy. Yeah, with Dwight, I know at least Dwight will play defense. Like yeah. that's if I said if that's all I asked Dwight to do. Last year I was campaigning for Javale, mm-hmm. when Javale was getting no deals. Oh, and we, we should have got there free agency. I said sign Javale, sign Javale, because you what you wanted exactly that a guy who knows his job ain't never going to do anything but his job right. has won championships, 
will defend his ass off. You saw what JaVale was doing against the Pelicans. I told I I, I think I told Chris and and um it was me, Chris, and uh, uh Leo. And we was on the radio together, and I was like, Chris was like, Well, you know, I said, JaVale gonna have one game where he puts up like 20 and on, on nine attempts, and that game came in game three in that series, and JaVale went off. And see, that's why, man, you know what's crazy? That's the thing that kind of keeps me looking at Jax a little bit. Like, brother, I know if you just had just just some lazy-ass points, you could just get 10 lazy points with just any competent guard play. around the rim, bro. Bro, this. He Jax. doesn't run to the front of the basket. He doesn't block, close off and seal. And like, the thing is, I know you're not afraid of contact. Turn around your book. Just what, what, oh man. And but, I just think he's immature. I think Jax wants to be a star. Yeah. And it's the difference between being a basketball player and being a star. He wants to be famous. And brother, you're not, you're not the star on this team, brother. And you, you ain't haven't in the, earned it. You ain't even in the top of nine. But see, he got, he got sycophants. And that's, and that's the problem with the casual mm-hmm. is that you see basketball as physical acts. Right. Those are folks who watch the game and think that it's about the physical talent. Mm. Man, most of the Warriors are not great athletes. Kevin Looney, Kevin Looney looks like Herman Munster out there a lot. And of the he's time. been there for nine years now. And a critical part in this past year's finals because he's a professional. He knows the been game. Been there for nine years. What, what was that year he played? Was that against Toronto? He played that broken collarbone or broken ribs? Still played consistent men and still did his thing even with the injury? Shit, remember when we signed in Mecca Okafor? He was wearing the SpongeBob uniform and he came in and played real minutes for the Pelicans and was a solid defender, solid at the rim. Because they didn't have nobody. Yeah, like at one time we thought Jeff Whitey was the answer. Jeff Whitey, yeah. Jeff Whitey was the answer. Aaron Gray. It was like we, it, it's it's man, we we got we got to get some run defenders, and there's guys still out there, and got that to. goes into the point where why is you know, love GT, solid guy, got the guy some nice suits, that we need that roster spot GT. Yeah, we, right. Give it up, retire, we need it, brother. Retire. Go be a volunteer coach. Yeah, look, you can join the staff. You and Corey Brewer running two on two. With uh, with Kyra and uh, Najee, you know, so we need you. You have a role here, brother. It's but it ain't on the court. On, it is not on the active roster. We let, let me get that spot about you, dog. Let, 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 let me get that spot about you, brother. Bro, that dude was walking minus. Like you know oh, what I'm saying? Like as soon God. as GT hits the floor, other team going on a run. You know, what's going? Like, they going like, on a run. GT, brother, how could you not? You've been the around too long not to file Shea Gillis Alexander in that situation, brother. What if he gives up a four-point play, bro? What if that was a four-point play, brother? Get, like, shit, like, that could, you couldn't be around the whole season <laughs> by you being a professional, being around this long and giving up, uh, this, I don't get it. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about real quick, um, mm-hmm. The, the the one thing that I am most interested in this season, because I think this is going to take time. And yeah. this is another thing that I think people underestimate. Yeah. You, you, you know, like you said, it's not dropping. You're not dropping Zion back in and just saying 27 and nine. It doesn't yeah. work that way. Hell or 27 yeah. and seven, whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work like that. Right. Brandon Ingram last year did the work. Right. 
He established himself as the leader of this team. He's the man. It's It went how he went. And in the playoffs, you saw that edge really start to come out. Yeah. Where B.I. was like, when they put some contact, I was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, you can't oh, do nothing with me. Yeah, I, I got – until he hurt his fingers in right. game five, up until he hurt his fingers in game – because for game six, he couldn't shoot. You could tell yeah. his shot was not right because his hands weren't right. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, he was getting whatever he wanted. He figured the game – and like I said, the stats were generally the same from the previous year. But the difference to me was B.I. knew where his spots were and he wasn't scared to go right at him. Like mm-hmm. I said, he was able to finish at the rim. He was a lot stronger. He was he, he wasn't worried about getting calls or not. He was just playing his game, right. getting and they utilized that mid post so much more. Well, now you are asking B.I. to make room for Zion mm-hmm. because he has to. Yeah. And they but when they played together last. That didn't work all the time. They were trying. Right. They were trying to figure this out. Now they have to do it again in a different way because Bi is not the same player he was when Zion left was not mm-hmm. was there last time. Now you've also added CJ to the mix, mm-hmm. who the last time they played with a guard that could score, you'd have to go back to when Drew was around. Right. But Drew and CJ are two completely yeah, different yeah, guards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> have Zoe, right? Who's you? So the home run ball. Right. That you got a couple times a night for Zion, or that 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 link that they had mentally, which we know they did. You know, you right. saw it. There, yeah. there was a, a look that they could give each other. You don't mm-hmm. have that rapport with anybody on this roster. You've not played with any of these guys in the at the backcourt. Right. You played a couple games with Kyra. Right. But Ky- those were like two minutes, maybe. Yeah, and that's if Kyra. Yeah, you might not. The even only see two players year. on this roster that Zion has had any significant time with are Bi and Jax. Mm-hmm. And Jax is never going to be on the floor when Zion's on the floor. Never. Because what, you going to put Jax at the five and Zion at the four and defensively see what happens? Right. I wouldn't do that. So who, you know, who's going to figure this out? Because in the, we've seen it. Teams with better, play, more experienced players. The Miami yeah. Heat with LeBron and my and, and D. Wade and Chris Bosh. Three so all first year. They had to figure it out. Right. Clay was naturally the other guy. Right. Draymond was never offensively the guy. Right. Steph was always number one. So that hierarchy was set. In Philly, it goes, it starts with Embiid mm-hmm. and then whomever else. Right. If it's James, then it's James. If it's if it was Ben, it was Ben. When, but it started with in, in Denver, you know the hierarchy. In Dallas, you know the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. The Pelicans have to now establish the hierarchy. And to me, that part, and, and we know the Pelicans have never had a winning season when they didn't finish 500 or better after right. the first 10 games. Last year they made the playoffs, but they didn't finish 500. Right. They've never had a winning season where they didn't finish 500 after the first 10 games. And I think it's going to be a difficult first 10 games because mm-hmm. they have to figure themselves out offensively and defensively because there's going to be a lot of, Zion, no, no, no. Right. Because you only got – Four preseason games, and Zion has not played NBA defense, and I think that he's going to have to learn Willie's system, which is much different than Stan's. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that that it's going to be an adjustment. I think that adjustment, how long it takes, because you cannot dig, you're not getting out of a 3-16 and 16 hole this year, nor should they be in one. Right. But you cannot have a bad start to this season. I, I You know, honestly, I would say – I'm probably going to give it the first 20 games. 
And I say that because I've seen B.I., even last year when C.J. was dropped into the offense, I've seen B.I. struggle. And it, took, it takes him a while, and this is help permitting. It takes him a while to adjust to guys, um, high-usage guys playing on the floor next to him. It takes him a little while. Takes him more of a while than other guys, I think, because he's a, he's a bit more cerebral in that sense. I don't want to see B.I. give up any room, personally. I think because Zion's a guy, he's such a he's such a beast offensively that even if he's he gets the ball in the post that on that second jump, like he's he's just such a, a dynamo offensively. Even if his first few games he's giving you eighteen points, twenty points, sixteen points. You're fine with that because he's going to have to ramp up anyway. So you use that point of time. And he's going to get free throws. Yeah, he's going to get free throws. You use that point of time, tread water, figure out what works, figure out your lineups and things like that. I just don't want to see this year. I, th- I think as the coaching staff, you get you got to be more flexible. You can't be stubborn. When you see guys that aren't working, pull them out. Don't give Tomas Sandaransky 20 games at the backup one just to see what he can like. No, brother. Like you, you tell me you ain't got it no more, brother. You got you got a role. Like I'm saying, it's because I think this season is too crucial, right? CJ, he's a professional. He, he'll he'll be fine. The guy I worry about the most is Brandon. And that's the I one. Think, and Brandon's earned the right. He's the number one on this team. He has Brand, to be. Brandon's the head of the snake. Like he he has to be. He's earned the right. He's proven it. He got he got scans on the wall. As great as Zion is, he ain't got no scans, brother. He ain't got no scans on the wall. And he doesn't. So, I, and I also, I would say Zion does not assume that role. Yeah. He has shown no inclination. Exactly. To I think be he'll be comfortable. Dude. I think he'll be very comfortable just being the guy like who kind of did not play the background. He's more the Middleton. Yeah. Temperament wise, Zion yeah. is much more of a Middleton temperament wise. Right. He's like. There's a reason to me that we have not seen Zion score 40 points in a game. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. He's never scored 40 in a game. Now, wait, hold on, bro. I will say this. It's been a couple times when it, he had like 36 and we stopped giving yeah. him the ball. True. I'm, but I'm saying he to ain't you the is, man that ball neither. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that there aren't there weren't those times we said, give me the fucking ball. I'm Zion right. Williamson. What right. are you doing? Give me the fucking ball. And right. you saw Brandon do that last year. Yeah. Like yeah. Look, we y'all need a bucket. Ball. You yeah. see me, right? Right. Bucket. I'm getting it. Right. Zion has never done that. Zion gets hot. Right. And like you said, he's one of the most talented offensive players we've seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. But mentally, yeah. you still see a lot of little boy in Zion. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes from you. Can go back to high school, like you said, he played against children in high school. Yeah. Children, it, like you look at those pictures. Yeah, it looks it like, like they look like, like, like little NBA kids. Camp. They can yeah. like. I'm giving back to the community. That's what it looked like Zion was doing. Yeah, yeah. Zion was a man child. He's in a college, manager. people talk about his defense and all his college. He was playing against bums. Yeah. That Duke team still didn't win nothing. Yeah. And if, look and look at the rest of that roster right now in the league. He's the like he's the saving grace from that from that roster. The Knicks gave RJ Barrett that extension, and it's like, do y'all really Yo, think RJ Barrett is that good? Come on, Cam, now. Cam is about to be a damn journeyman yeah, soon. Yeah, because Cam wants out of New York too, and I would I, I would if I were him too. They, they, Man, they didn't. But I, I, I love think, Cam I think, Reddish. I just think he's in a bad position. But like you said, it it has not worked out for that team so far. Yeah, I, I think I think Zion will be very comfortable assuming that role for us, like that guy. Again, I don't think he wants some responsibility. He doesn't want to answer questions. 
He doesn't want to be the guy. I can't see Zion coming to the rest of the team saying, all right, look, this is what we need to do. Everybody lock. I can't, I can't see He's not going to be the dude to put somebody up against a locker at halftime. Yeah. Say, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And the thing is, I think he's comfortable not being that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think Brandon, I think Brandon is comfortable being the, him and CJ being more of the vocal guys. And I think everybody loves and respects Brandon. So I think this season, if Brandon adjusts quickly, I think this team starts off hot, help permitting. If he adjusts quickly, if these if they catch fucking lightning in a bottle in the preseason, going into the regular season, first ten games, if they figure it out in the first ten games, it's it's gonna get spooky. Yeah, it's gonna get spooky. I'm giving them twenty because Zion ain't playing twenty, you know, two years. You got to adjust to this thing, and then you got adjustments. You got things from Mike Dunleavy that probably you probably couldn't put in last year. Because you you originally had that shit designed for Zion. So the whole team gonna be learning a little something new. You know what I'm saying? So I really think, I really think if they figure it out in the first 10 games, even if they go five and five, five and five, four and six, first 10 games, and they figure it out, I think they can be good. I just I just want the bottom half of this roster, the edges of this roster rounded out because we still haven't figured out who's gonna defend the rim. Who's gonna Who's gonna stop the point of attack? Who's gonna do this? Who Who do you put in the game to spell JV? Give him some minutes. You know what I'm saying? His body's starting to break down. I like the idea of going after Dwight, but GT, I need you to come up off that spot, brother. You know, or, or we got to do a two for one. We got We got to clear some spots, man. Yeah. Because Because they got They got vets out there. Vets yeah. with winning experience. They got some dogs out there. Yeah. And, and we We got We got to go get them. And it ain't that high. That's to me, that's the thing is, is like you said, it's always a question of rounding out the roster. Mm-hmm. Again, I try to remind people when the Bucks won their first championship with, with Giannis, the only two dudes from the roster when Giannis was drafted that were left, Giannis and Middleton. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So all these folks that you fall in love with wearing the Pelicans uniform, if the Pelicans are ever going to be championship contenders, right. most of them will not be around. Right. Like you just need to get that in your head. And understand, even in these small market teams that you're talking about, like you said, Toronto had to get rid of DeRozan right. to win a title. The guy right. that was Mr. Toronto, mm-hmm. they had to get rid of him to win a title. To These teams that are trying to make these moves, whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Denver, whomever, they have all figured out. Like you see Denver moving off of guys that they drafted, starting mm-hmm. to slide those guys out. And, and Michael Porter will be next if he doesn't come back from be you know and be yeah. healthy this year. He'll and we the next one out. We've already heard rumors about Murray. See so, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you Murray. ain't ready to play with Jokic yeah. this year, if you ain't ready, we got to move on. Yeah, so we, his so we window, got a killer. Yeah, he's a you big get man. Four years maybe, and the Warriors mm-hmm. were lucky that they were able to go through those two really bad years. Right. And 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 they still had their guys at a relatively young enough age mm-hmm. to rebuild this and maybe have a second dynasty. I don't think that's the case. I still think they're a little old and yeah. eventually unless and they're counting on their young players to hit. Yeah. And there's Ooh. a lot of them to count on. That's yeah. a Wise lot of young men. Kaminga. Kaminga. Uh, and hey, and you look at Clay. Clay was a shell of himself last year. You know, I'm a big Clay fan. So and- we get and Clay only Not, played what thirty regular season games yeah. last year, so they're gonna have him from day one. They're gonna have him Man. from day one, and, and again, the things like I talked about home court advantage for the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. They the Pelicans have not won more than fifty percent of their games at home since mm-hmm. they made since twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. 
Last year was the best that they – well, no, the year before under Stan, they went 500 at home, 18 and 18. Other than that, this is a team that has not right. – you know, typically does not finish over 500. And the winning percentage for teams that win a title at home is over 80%. Do you think the Pelicans can go from 19 home wins to winning 33 home games? I don't think so. Especially so now, if, if I got a projected to win 45 games total. That's what I'm calling is 45. I'm right there with you. I'm saying 45. And I'm, and people will say that you're trying to, again, this is not, this is reality. Right. This is how the league works. You do not jump from look, 36 to 60. And just how... The only thing you did was get better by adding Zion. Other teams get better too. And other teams, they're getting guys who already been playing. Denver, well, we got Jamal who's out, but you know what Jamal's capable of. And these guys were already better than you. Denver was already much better than you. They got the reigning MVP. Whether people agree with it or not, he's the reigning MVP. And the guy, the guy's a dog. The man's a dog out there. Luca is a beast. And just how we always talking about, oh, if this person take the next step, we need to be worried about if Luca take the next step because Luca's already there. So Luca trying to win three MVPs. Like Luca is nice. Like Luca is nice. So it's like uh, I, I just, I, I just, I, I hate when. Not that I hate, but I, I understand airplane flying. <laughs> I, I understand. I live right by the airport. I understand guys being confident in the team and wanting to go into them and give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt, things of that nature, because it was such a Cinderella season. That it was ended such with a, 36 wins. 36 wins, though, man. <laughs> like, that's, wins. you were Cinderella that went 14 and 14 down the stretch to get to right. 36 wins. Right. Like, that's, this is, this is just the reality of the situation. Right. And you have gaping holes on the roster that everyone would acknowledge. And I'm sure, like, if you gave Griff some troops around, he'd be like, yeah, I don't know how we're going to protect the room this season. Like, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. So it's, it's come on. Like, like, and you have the natural part of people being on the team and saying, like you said, there's guys who are going to want more. Right. And there's not enough minutes for everybody. Right. You and got a guy. That, that family shit is fake. Don't, yeah. I don't, don't ever talk to me about a team being a family. Don't do it. Right. Because it's only a family when you win in. Right. And first of all, no bad team ever has said we're a family. Right. No you go over to Sacramento last year and ask how much of a family that was. Right. Go, go, go to Rockets and ask him how much of a family that a is. Ask Halliburton if he's still a member of that family. You don't think about that shit. You ain't yeah. worried about no family stuff. It's a business. It's about the front of the jersey. People, it's about the front of the jersey. Everyone ain't going to be here. Every, what are we talking? Everyone ain't sticking around. I'm falling in love, man. You can't yeah. fall in love with, with players. You cannot do it. Now, well, you can have. Josh Hart was untradeable, brother. Josh Hart was a member of the core. He was untradeable. You know, he was a part of He was the culture setter. You had like 24 wins. <laughs> like 16 wins. What fucking culture? Josh, like set. your value is relative to where you are. Yeah, like Josh right. Hart was valuable for a bad basketball team. Right. That did not have a lot of good basketball players. Right. Josh Hart on a good basketball team is probably your 10th or 11th yeah. player. He's a glue guy. That's exact. Does he get minutes in the finals last year for Golden State or Boston? 
He probably gets minutes, but he ain't playing starters minutes. Yeah, yeah. they probably see like, all right, let's see if he could. The he Celtics could... were shallow. The Celtics were thin. Yeah. So he probably plays for the Celtics. For yeah. the for the for the Warriors? Hell no. He's he in that guard rotation with the Warriors? And they certainly ain't putting him at the three. The Warriors are not putting him at the three. So that's what Josh Hart on a good team is a rota- is just a guy. It's just a guy that you have on the roster. He's a right. fine guy to have, a nice person. Mm-hmm. Again, good, good teammate, all the Great locker room guy. Plays right. his ass off, gives you everything you got. Right. But if you're building a championship team, ain't nobody checking for Josh Hart. Yeah. Not at the top part of that roster. He's no. a guy you get, well, we got it. We need another three. Okay, bring him in. Yeah. But you didn't, you weren't looking for him. You went out right. in the streets hunting for Josh Hart. I can find me a Josh Hart in a lot of places. He's a he's another high he was another high energy guy, glue high, guy. Yeah. A luxury uh, on a good team. Yeah. Like if you got look, if you got LeBron, then you can play what's the name? Della Vadova. Because you got LeBron. If you ain't got LeBron, Della Vadova, sit down somewhere, brother. Like, like <laughs> sit down somewhere, brother. But yo, I want to ask you, what do you what do you think? Zion's ascension is this year. Some people got Zion as a potential MVP candidate. How? Tell me this. I, I, how? I, I, I don't know. Again, to win again to win in this league, you got to have all NBA players, right? Mm-hmm. Does Zion make first team All NBA at the Power Four? Because Giannis Four. is still alive, as far as I know, right? Giannis still alive. Yeah, Giannis. He's still breathing. Tatum still plays the four, right? He's listed as a four, as far as I remember. Tatum is listed still? as a four. So you think he's third team, potentially? Uh, we still got some people to go through. Oh shit, yeah, still got a couple. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So, because uh, you're still talking about Carl Anthony Towns, you're still talking. Oh, yeah, he's he is gonna, gonna be play the four, four, this four now. Year. Yeah, he's gonna play the four this year. Still got Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah, at the four. Ah, uh, shit. Uh, Paul George could be playing essentially. I mean, Kawhi might be listed as the four this year. Is John? They don't list Giannis at the one. Damn. Now that you I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen with Zion. He would have to be extra. So tell me again. You gotta have all MVP players. All, all you gotta have all NBA players. Pelicans mm-hmm. won't have anybody selected the all NBA team this year. Cause look, we have enough trouble trying to figure out an all-star team, right? In this league. Yeah. What makes you think, you know, again, the voting is gonna come in. Ain't no Pelicans getting voted in. Maybe Zion, maybe Zion gets voted in. Maybe. I think, Maybe, I, think, I think he got a chance at, at 13, if healthy. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. But again, he's not going to get third if he just scores. Yeah. If Zion has 28 points a game, that's still not going to get him enough on the 13. Especially if the team ain't winning. So, Especially. Because, I mean, you're talking about, again, you're talking about bigs in the front court. Bam, Jokic, mm-hmm. all these people that you got to deal with. Yeah. Gobert is likely to make it again, you know, as a defensive mm-hmm. player. All these bigs that we talking about around this league. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, you know, the Pelicans can win some games, but you would have to say that again, B.I.'s got to deal with KD. Mm-hmm. B.I.'s got to deal with, you know, I mean, like Paul the, George. There's there's a lot Jaylen of wing Brown. players, man. A lot of wing players. So yeah. champions usually have two all NBA players. Pelicans might get one all star. Again, you might get one all star. Because that's how deep the West is. Let's be yeah, the just West being is crazy. real. The West, the West is crazy. The West so is just crazy. Especially real. when healthy. The Clippers probably got two all-stars right, like off the bat. 
right? Let's say the Clippers got two all stars off the bench. Off the both bench. the wings. Both, both the wing both guys. wings. So uh... LeBron is making all star team. Yeah, AD that's... is probably making all star yeah. team just because he plays for the Lakers. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Those votes are coming in for the Lakers guys. Right, right. So that's four spots you've taken just out of LA. Four out of LA. Steph gonna make it. Clay probably gonna make it. Mm-hmm. There's six. Mm-hmm. Jokic gonna make it. That's seven. So we, we already have last year. We only <laughs> have Doncic. There's eight. Okay, so we've gotten eight people on the all-star team that you know are going to make it already. Right. right. That's eight. You get four more. That's it. And I and honestly, I think this season, if you're a Zion, not necessarily BI, but if you're a Zion and you're one of those coaches' decisions, guys, I think you got to look at that as a failure, brother. I think if you ain't a clear-cut, bona fide all-star, that's a, that's a failure, brother. That's a failure. It's too much hype around you, dog. Like, it, it was too much. It was too much. I'm not, I'm not accepting that from you, Zion. It was too much hype. You got to get voted in, bro. You got to get voted in, bro. You got to get voted in. You got to get voted in, brother. And it can't be close. <laughs> you got to be voted So if you got to have all NBA, you got to have MVP contender. The Pelicans don't have somebody who's going to win MVP. The, There's nobody on that roster that's going to win MVP this year. Like that at all. Not this year. Yeah, Again, not this, this year we're talking just about this year. Yeah, just about this year. Not, not, not at all. So nobody on that roster is going to MVP. Nobody mm-hmm. on that roster is going to get all defense except for maybe Herb. Mm-hmm. It's a forty-five win team. It's a forty-five win team. I got I got this roster as is and look healthy. I got them forty-five. That's forty-five win team. Yeah, yeah. Now something weird happened at the deadline. Now I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is what we're but, talking about today. Yeah, today. This is all we win. know is what you got today. And I got Zion, I got Zion and B.I. each playing roughly 65 games mm-hmm. when I got them playing only. Because, again, B.I., like you said, B.I. has missed 49 games over the last three years. I got them only playing 50 That's games 15 together. a year. I got, I got them two together as a tandem playing 50 games total this year. I bet you there, there will certainly be nights where one takes off and the other plays. Yeah. There will certainly be nights. And like you better be a back have back. the roster to survive that. Yep. Because I think I think people don't want to hear this, but yo, Zion is going to be on a load management. He's I think, gonna yeah, have, it's going to be 32 minutes a night for Zion. Yeah, he's going to be ramping up. And that's probably the best thing for him because you've never seen a, a specimen like this. So it's probably the best thing for him. It's probably the best thing for him, at least at this juncture in his career. Play is safe. Next year, moving on, he figures his body out. Y'all figure out a plan. You know, he gets on the LeBron treatment plan thing or whatever, and he gets his body together like that. Cool. But at this point, you got to protect your asset, man. You you got you got to you got to. You just gave him the extension. Yeah, it's not like, about this year. Yeah, it's not about this year. It's about this year. To me, this is the year where you start saying, "All right, look, everybody, we serious now. These are the people we moving forward with." And Everybody I'm cutting else? some of these out. Yeah. Everybody else, you got to go. I'm trying to figure out three or four guys this year to get rid of. Yeah. Because yeah. last year, it was about establishing the identity. You figured out right. what you wanted to be as a team. Mm-hmm. Willie said, this is who I want as part yeah. of this team. Okay, well, you've got that step. Now that you've added these other pieces in Zion and Dyson and bringing back these other folks, yeah. now you got to figure out who you got to get rid of. Yeah. Who doesn't fit. And quite frankly, that might be one of your top three guys. Uh, I think uh, you may have to decide, make a decision on CJ or or uh, like, and you may one day have to make another decision on Zion. I mean, that's, that's just the yeah. reality of the situation. I, I think for sure. I think this is JV's last year. I don't know if it's his last year, 
But I would say this. I, I say he's never going can... to play 28 minutes again. Never. Never. I mean, did you see this brother this offseason after that game walking like that? He was walking like Jimmy Butler in the finals. I'm like, come on, man. And Jimmy Butler be playing 40 minutes a night. And Jimmy Butler night. Is, a, is a killer, like a dog. So, JV, brother, uh, that contract too good, dog. You got to – that salary too good, brother. I got to – I got to let you roll. You know, it, 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 it's been real. It's been real. But, you know, that's, that's thinking too But far see, that's away. the problem, too, is, again, if you let JV go, mm-hmm. who's playing center at all? Because you yeah. have no one to start at that position. That's why I think right now you got to clear a roster spot before camp. You got to. Because you can't put what? John Butler out there. Hey, Hell no. That John brother, that. John, John Butler, Butler got to be 125 pounds. He got to be 125 pounds. And look, and here's the thing. I'm big on Carlo, guys like that, but that's down the line. All these projects and shit, that's down the line. Two years from now, maybe maybe next year you bring a guy like that over. For right now, you need some people with playing experience. You have to be a top six seed this year. This is oh, look, All that shit would happen with Zion, that shit doesn't just go away. It ain't just being it, it ain't peaches and herb around here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody still got, you know what I'm saying? Everybody still got a little feelings, you know, going on. You got to prove yourself and not just to Zion. You got to prove it to Brandon. Because Brandon is not going to go back to a supporting role. You're not happen. going to tell him. Like, I, I understand. Again, I understand. They want to say, well, all these guys are on the same page. It's still life, bro. It's yeah, still life. Yeah. And these dudes have egos mm-hmm. and they have careers and they got things that they want to do. And Brandon Ingram has gotten the taste mm-hmm. of what it is to be the man. His first year in New Orleans, he was figuring out what he was as a basketball player. Right. Like, who am I as a bat? I haven't, you know, he was coming off of injury then. Mm-hmm. He had missed the whole summer. He had picked up a ball and right. dude made the all-star team. So now he, after year one, he's like, well, shit, I can play. Right. I've confirmed that I can play, but mm-hmm. that's only step one. Like and Antonio yeah. Desert says, this is a confidence league. So he got his confidence in year one. But year two, you can see that confidence wasn't the same because of what was going on with him and Stan. Right. And him and Zion having to play minutes on the floor together and right. trying to figure out, B.I. was like, do I dribble in more? Do I mm-hmm. shoot the three here? The Especially in the fourth Zion quarter. experience. Fourth like, quarters were terrible. Yeah. Brandon Nigger might have been the worst fourth quarter player in the NBA. Oh, yeah, it was bad. That in, it was from the Indiana game on. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible in the fourth quarter. It was Last terrible. year now, those are his shots. Again, those are his shots. When right. it was time to get buckets, they go to B.I. Mm-hmm. Well, now what happens if you're in a tight game and all of a sudden it's in the ball's going over to Zion? And B.I.'s like, I've been feeling it over here. These right. are things that have to be worked out, and they just right. don't happen because you want them to. They have right. to be worked out through playing games, and Trial it has to come era. through bad experiences. They're going to be nights yeah. where they get burned, and they're right. going to have to figure it out. And, right. like, it's just – I think people really feel like this team just going to wake up on day one of this season and come out the gate and be 22-10, and 10, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we're going to be in the top two. No, nah. it's not that easy. It is it's not that easy. And it's, don't it's, hurt yourself, New Orleans. Don't do yeah, that to look, yourself. Don't, uh, look, I'm like, only a few people are going to be disappointed going into this season because I'm totally prepared for the adjustment to happen. I've seen it too many times with, with my brother B.I. I just know that he likes to figure things out for a while. I know he takes 
waste of time. I'm not worried about CJ necessarily. I'm not, I'm not about worried CJ about either. yeah. I'm not worried about Zion, but Brandon, I, I, he's the leader. When look, when you're sitting at that podium at the end of the game in the playoffs, it's a different feeling. It's Bro, a different uh, feeling. Look, when you got Nance and CJ and Herb mm-hmm. and all these dudes coming up behind Bi and pushing him and being like, "You're the guy. Right. You're the guy. Right." If you immediately start doing that to somebody else when they come around, then I feel like you bullshit me. That's right. that's how I mean that's just that's just human nature. Right. You cannot now turn that away from BI. You can't stop giving him that feed that you've been giving him, mm-hmm. hyping him up and saying you the man. And now you're gonna change it because Zion is back. And people like it, it, it's not that simple. It's not that simple because in you other teams like we talked about the order has always been set when chris paul got the phoenix everybody knew devin booker it starts with book right book gotta get his shots find a way to make book better right that's number one mikhail bridges had to figure out on his own camp you know camp thomas yeah figure out on his own right it starts with book in denver it starts with yoke and and over here starts with him is who does it start with in New Orleans? That's the question. And if if it's not Bi, I think the Pelicans are making a mistake. I think Bi is, is the assassin. Bi right. has that look now of that arrogance, yeah, that it takes to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. That you know condescension towards your opponent. Put the work in physically. Hit game winners. He's like, I don't. You can't fucking guard me. You and- saw it on his face. And I've never seen that look as good as Zion has been in the, at times when you couldn't stop him. Right. I've seen we a have, little flex, but he but we've never that. seen the edge. Yeah. You have you not seen, seen Zion use yeah. his body in a way that shows he is the most physically dominant player at his position. Zion has to figure that shit out because mm-hmm. the reason look, people always talk about Giannis's game is not refined and all this shit. He gets it done. He knows exactly who he is. Right. And he has decided that if you are in his way, he will destroy you. you know, Zion you has to at, get to that. When you look at Giannis's arms, it's a bunch of scratches, scars, all kinds of shit. But it ain't never stopped him. It's not nothing is going to stop Giannis from getting where he wants to go. And in Zion's defense, nothing stops him from getting what he wants to go, where he wants to go. But Zion, at this point, so. I think like I 100% agree with you. This is Brandon's team. He's earned it. Hey, he's been to the playoffs. I ain't been to the playoffs yet. You know, it, it's as simple as that. It's as simple. What have you done for me lately? Last two seasons, the end of season, you wasn't you was hurt. You know what I'm saying, brother? Like, what what you want from me? But I do think I do think Zion doesn't. I don't think he needs to be the guy. Cause I think he does so many things well offensively as far as. That second jump, offensive rebound, and putting the ball back, drawing, drawing free throws, you know, getting to the line, knocking them down at a decent clip, and hopefully, he, well, I don't even think he needs to even add anything to his game. I'm not worried about the three point shot. For yeah, Zion. I'm not worried about, not I'm worried not worried about, about the mid range. I ain't worried about shit. Do what you do well already, brother, and master that. Once you master that, then start branching out a little bit. But other than that, do what you do well. You don't, you don't need to become. Patrick Ewan, mid-range jumper Patrick Ewan. I want you killing motherfuckers in the post going downhill. They can't stop you. That's what I want you to be. 
And because that's what we need the most on this team is a guy who's breaking the defense mercilessly. And sending so, guys to the bench with fouls. Yeah. Because they don't have another guy who does that. He had Gobert crying. Re- refs, come on. He's sticking his elbow out. Like, he, he had Gobert crying. So, hey, it's all about how bad you want it, though. But we I, want I hope that I hope that this offseason and this whole year has made Zion a little nastier. That's that, yeah. I mean, like for oh, real. I, I hope so. Because have you so. since that first dunk, mm-hmm. since that first dunk in summer league where he took mm-hmm. the ball from Kevin Knox yeah. and punted, has there been really a moment? And I, I'm being real here. And this is not a, a, a is, has there really been a moment where you looked at Zion and make a play and you were like, that was just nasty, like mean and nasty. I have not. I've seen physically, you yeah. know, like he's, I've he's seen a, him, little boy, a few dudes, but, but not. I, but I haven't seen that. Yo, get just get out of his way, yo. Like, yeah, you know get out of his way for you hurt somebody. Get out, get out of his way. I, I haven't seen that. Man, now, I'm I, putting somebody yeah. into the stanchion. Yeah, I like, have seen when, him have you, some people. I want but him I, to put somebody yeah. into the stanchion. Yeah. Offense and defense. Yeah. I want to see somebody try to run down the lane and Zion. You ain't got to jump. Yeah, you ain't got to jump. 200, you're 285. Get in his way. Bump that cutter, like you know, like they taught right, you yeah. in the, back in the day. Yeah. Put your forearm square yeah. in somebody's chest and send them to the ground. And I, I want to mm. see Zion pick up some cheap fouls, man. I would like to see that because they don't, that his physicality is going to, you know, somebody's got to set the physical tone right for this team, and it can't be Herb. Yeah, it you know what I'm saying. Herb, Herb yeah. is is not built like that. Yeah, he don't have the physical tools to do that, and it's not Trey yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm not asking Trey to be that guy, but and I Trey, am. And Trey plays with a little edge. He plays with some edge. Oh, Trey but, got some edge. Yeah, Ed, Trey, Trey got some edge, but he don't. And look, I go back to Jackson. You remember when Jackson fouled LeBron? At LeBron hit him with that rib shot, and he came back and, <laughs> and knocked LeBron. I'm like, hey, Jackson. You're not necessarily the guy I want to see it from, but I'm glad somebody did it because that's what this team's been missing for a year. It's too many cool. But Jax doesn't win. It's the wrong, always the wrong time. I ain't yeah, never like, seen like, 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 that. shit was crazy. I'm like, yeah, Jax, that's not smart, brother. You ain't had to do that. I think LeBron fouls in like the first quarter. And I, I'll say this when AD ran up on Jax, he didn't back down. He didn't back you? down. I'm not like, backing down from AD. I'm, like, AD. I'm a 47 year old man who like, has AD. passed his prime. Go sit down Anthony somewhere, brother. I'm like AD, go 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 sit down somewhere, brother. Before it get bad for you. Like, let me let me before you get injured in 2K. Yeah, like go, go sit down somewhere, brother. Come on, oh man, Anthony, but, come on, Anthony Davis yeah. in a fight, please. AD, knock it off. AD. <laughs> I'm right. not scared of LeBron in a fight. Oh look, I've seen. I I said it was the guy uh, LeBron busted his eye and uh, I thought he caused too much of a scene because he was up on LeBron. He could have done something about it right there and there. But LeBron ain't want no part of that situation at all. LeBron LeBron is not a fighter, man. Come on, man. LeBron ain't going to fight Bane. Devin Bane. I think Devin Bane is suplexing. Who's fighting? LeBron ain't... Have we seen one LeBron fight in his career? I think the closest LeBron ever came to a fight is when he was talking to Joachim Noah while Joachim was on the bench. Joachim would have fought yeah, him. Joachim hated LeBron. Joachim would have fought yeah, him. I, th- I think Joachim would have put LeBron in the stands. There's a reason that both the Lakers, I mean the Celtics and the Pistons and those Bulls teams, yeah. none of them were scared of LeBron. Yeah. 
physically. Dallas wasn't even scared of LeBron. They scared of LeBron's talent, sure. Yeah. But there's I've not seen a single team ever be like, man, Le- if LeBron gets angry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all LeBron's LeBron. best dunks on small dudes. Yeah, like, all his best dunks on guards. The John like, Lucas one. That's a it, six foot dude. Even even Casey even Terry. even even uh Dwight. I remember Chris Paul dunked on Dwight Howard. I was like, oh yeah, Dwight, go go uh, come go on, sit down, bro. Come like, on, man. It, look, come on. All that smiling. Go go sit down. <laughs> so, look, LeBron, the same dude that dapped up Paul George. When Paul George dunked on his ass. Remember that? No, no, that that I don't remember. Wait, Paul, he dapped him up right when it was in Indiana. It was oh, Indiana versus the Heat. And Paul, oh, on one end, LeBron got a dunk. Then Paul George took it right back and dunked on LeBron. And oh, LeBron God. dapped him up. He fouled yeah. him and it dapped him. I'm like. That's what I'm saying. This team, the team got to get nasty, bro. You remember when JV in the Spurs game, I forgot who it was that fell. And JV was in the backcourt helping. Him. I'm like, what are you doing, brother? Brother, <laughs> what are you doing, JV? You no. got to get some killers on this team. You got to get some killers on this That's team. That's why I love Herb. That's why I love Trey. Because mm-hmm. uh, Herb is a killer. Yeah. Do, have you ever, like, one of the things I joke about with Herb, and I won't go too much longer because we've been mm-hmm. going, but this is, one of the things with Herb is I've never seen that dude wear anything that is not NBA or team issued. Yeah. Herb is here to play basketball, right. bro. Herb, Herb, he ain't showing up in no suits. He's not showing up like Westbrook. Herb is here. Look, Herb, I got my uniform on under this. Herb <laughs> like, is that dude that I'm when you went to, to the play. blacktop, he was already there. He might not even be the dude that brought the ball. Right. You know, Herb don't even have a ball, but he's there. Yeah, he's he ready to play. He yeah, ready to play. Yeah, he's ready to play. He the first dude that hey, yeah. give me give me that dude. And he gonna right. be there all day. You know what I'm saying? Like at the park right. all day. Don't even go get water. Don't do right. just I'm keep I'm the, still running. I'm the still strong. running. Strong. Strong, you can't do nothing with him. Strong. And Trey is that and Trey, I think, is a little bit different because, like you said, Trey is more cocky. Yeah. I think there's an arrogant streak to Trey. Mm-hmm. But it's deserved. Trey, Trey hit them like, three. Dude got skills. Yeah. Trey, Trey hit them, them putbacks and them threes and uh that Clippers game. Trey was talking that talk. Trey had what 24 in that Clippers game? I think it was 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. Big threes. Four threes in that game. I think he had four threes in that game. And it was just big. I mean, he could play. Look, and Lakers defend, game, and like you saw it in the playoffs. Yeah, his plus minus was almost double that. We were begging for more Trey minutes, and we're that's the problem. Too, like you said, there's so many wings. Yeah, that you have to play Trey at the four to me. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Man. You have to. There's no choice because that's the only right way thing. you get him over 20 minutes a night. And Trey got to play more than 20 minutes a night. Pick 13. Pick 13. Invest in your investment. Put him in a position dude, to succeed. I'm sorry. He, and he ready. He ready. He ready to play. Trey can be a star in this league, man. Trey can be a star in this yeah. league. I firmly believe it. And I don't I, – you know me. I don't do hyperbole. I don't mm-hmm. be running out here calling dudes stars and shit. Mm-hmm. I think Trey and Herb yeah. both have legitimate star potential. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know – I don't think either one of them – I don't think either one of them – I can't say today that they would be an MVP or anything like that. Nah. But you don't but need I, it to be. But I certainly think, yeah, people are going to be talking about Herb Jones – yeah, legit in, in a very short amount of time if the Pelicans play this right. Because Look how that, long we talked about Tony Allen. And the, Herb is a much better offensive player than, her, than Tony mm-hmm. Allen Already. ever was. Already. Because Herb can yeah. shoot the ball. Herb can get in the, get in the lane. 
Tony Allen making layups was hard at times. I remember Tony Allen blew wide open layup when he played for the uh, Pelicans. So that was rough. I think, was I, think, of, I, I think it was against the Kings or something. It was against I, the game. Yeah. He was wide by himself. Cherry pick up play. Blew that. Oh, I was hurt. We didn't get the good Tony Allen. We got yeah, the we, end of, we got the end We of always the... waited a year too late. Yeah, 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 yeah too, too late. Wrong Tony Allen, man. God damn, Tony. Got the I love that James dude. Posey, wrong Tony Allen. Wrong, man. With Pelicans always yeah. get you right after you're supposed to be good. Yeah, he hung it up after that too. I think, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. That was the God end damn. for Tony. Yeah, yep. that, uh, yeah, John Salmons. <laughs> he's got the yeah, damn Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, damn. Josh Childers, Josh Smith. Who's my man, Chris Douglas Roberts? We got the, we, we was wilding. We we were wilding at one time, bro. The people who have played one game for the Pelicans would be an amazing thirty for thirty on his own. Just yeah. d- dudes who the Pelicans bet on. Jameer Nelson was the original toe on the line guy. Jameer Nelson. Original toe on the line. Can't. Harris Jones, the pump fake king. Oh, man. The slowest pump fake in the history of basketball. To bring it all the way up, bring it back down. Boy, 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 boy. We got a history. A history. And, not, and, now, and now we're elitist. I'm going to end on this. I'm going to end on this. I want to get your thoughts real quick and we'll go on this. Um, okay. Seriously, the, the Robert Sarver situation in mm-hmm. Phoenix. Um, you know, him... Now he's announced that he's going to sell the Mercury and the Suns. Um, but I, my problem is with the NBA and how they handled it initially. Um, this goes back in my mind. You know, people like to compare it to want to compare it to what happened with Donald Sterling. And I say this, Donald Sterling was easy for them to get rid of. Right. For a number of reasons. Number one, Donald Sterling said something about Magic Johnson. Everybody mm-hmm. knows Magic Johnson. In a lot of people's minds, they don't, you know, how certain white folks do where they don't see him as black. He's right, more he's than, black. than black. Yeah. He's, uh, so for magic as an icon, you don't be talking about magic. Nobody right. in LA is going to get away with saying something bad about magic. Nobody in the NBA is going to get away with saying something bad about magic. You can joke about magic, but you don't say something bad about magic. Yeah. Yeah. You don't insult magic. And Sterling was, had been an embarrassment in the league's second biggest market. The NBA felt like there was money there. That yeah. he was leaving on the table because sponsors mm-hmm. wouldn't do deals with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Well, that was easy. The the uh, once they went into to me the, the the Mark Cuban situation, where Dallas had this problem with sexual harassment and the culture at Mavericks, and Mark Cuban didn't get punished. Mm-hmm. To give a billionaire one year and a ten million dollar fine, you know, uh, for those who don't know, remember, 10, 10 million is one, you know, 10, Percent, yeah. Yeah, uh, ten. of a billion. Yeah. So this is a dude, Sarver, that's worth, what, $20 billion? Mm-hmm. Something like that? This is nothing to him. This is a tax write-off right. to him. And, you know, yeah, he's selling the team now, but that became, came because of external pressure. No other owner stood up. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you know, certainly you had players state say something, but none of the other owners. And I think that th- it shows again that, you know, especially with this Emmy Udoka thing now mm-hmm. where he's going to miss a year, looks mm-hmm. like, of his career for those two things to be equal punishments mm-hmm. and more punishment to Udoka financially. Because mm-hmm. for him to lose a year's salary is way more it's than way different. Way Robert different. Sarver to lose 10 million. Right. I just, it and just the size around the league. Uh, it just it makes no sense to me. You know, I'll I'll say this. Um, it reminds me kind of 
with the bubble situation when you had George Hill and you had the Milwaukee Bucks and they were kind of like they were ready to be done with the situation due to the protests that were happening and George Floyd murder. And I feel like with this situation, because we did a show right before PayPal announced that they were backing away. What bothers me is that I keep seeing opportunity after opportunity for players to grab the bull by the horns and take control. You be the reason that their knees buckle. Don't let the outside sponsorship influence them because you didn't you didn't flex your muscle. Stop yeah. hiding behind spokespersons. Stop hiding behind vague terms. Oh, this is just unacceptable. Okay, what are you prepared to do about it? You know what I'm saying? Because George Hill, George Hill is not a superstar. He's not a star, but he was prepared to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, brother Wilson Chandler, I remember several times he spoke. He'll say things like, well, no one wants to hear from me. I feel like this, but no one wants to hear from me because I'm not a superstar. Right. And I feel I just think when I saw that PayPal thing, I was annoyed. I said, God damn, the players are not going to be called to task for this. So with it's that. And I think even with the fans to a degree that I I'm on record as saying I don't pretend to care about. I don't like to put my moral compass on NBA players necessarily right. or players and sports figures in general because they get to mess up in public and I get right. to mess up in private. Right. So if the fans and the players aren't prepared to walk away from a team and not support a team financially or the players not prepared to say, look, I don't even – him selling the team – ain't even an option for me no more. I, I don't want him to benefit from this at all. There has to be some type of moral clause in this, the way this team gets to be taken away, even if we got to be in court the next 10 years or something. No, they're going to make you pay. I mean, you're yeah. going to pay eventually. And that's the whole thing. Is he's still going to walk away yeah, he's still with another with billions. $2 billion, maybe billions. $2 billion? And, and I'm just like, at what point do the, do the players who have the most power – Use this sword. Use this bully pulpit. When 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 are we going to see this? Because it's been at this point, it's been like three or four opportunities, and they've never come. Like it, you always seeing a guy on the island. Everyone gets to everyone. Get, you you leave the guy on the island. He's a sacrificial lamb, and then you just shout him out years later. Oh, uh, Chris Jackson was the original Steph Curry. Oh, um, Colin Kaepernick. Oh man, he he got blackballed. Okay, brother. So why are you playing? <laughs> like why why you not why you didn't ride for him? Oh, um, such and such. You know, it just it's happened, it happens too often. And I, I think I think the players got off the hook. I think the Adam Silver, he's beholden to ownership. Absolutely. And, absolutely. And and the thing is, man, you just know. I said this on the show. I said, if if Starver walked into the locker room right now, into a player's locker room, and said, I did everything they said I did. I'm not a different person at all. What you going to do about it? Or what? Know what the players going to do, bro? They're going to go play basketball. Just like and they did with Sterling. All them stories where they talked about Sterling came in the locker room and mm -hmm. pulled on them and prodded them and pointed at their bodies and stuff and said, these yeah. are my players. And oh they, they did nothing. And it's like at some point, I think players need to understand is again, they keep saying there's no league without the players. I only follow the NBA because that's where the players are. Right. It is not 
the the dream of playing professional basketball only exists in the NBA because that's the, part, the venue that you have. I am right. not I'm not in love with the NBA. Yeah, at all. I'm in love with right. basketball. Right. They have and, the platform. Right. So to me, and we are in a world now where players have so much more money than they mm-hmm. did in the past. My thing ultimately, that I know it's easy for me to say from my position, it's easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking like you long term, yeah. at some point, I don't want to be an employee anymore. Right. I want to be a partner. And that's what the players have said, that they want the league to see them as partners. The league is never going to see them as partners. Those people do not share your worldview. Mm -hmm. So if you had LeBron, who's now a billionaire, Mm -hmm. and Michael Jordan, who's a billionaire, and Magic Johnson, who's got several hundred million, and Mm -hmm. the number of players who are going to retire with multiple hundred millions of dollars in their pocket. Right. Like Steph got, what, a lifetime contract with Under Armour, that's going to pay him half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Why don't you buy your own league, bro? These, these stadiums belong to the cities. They don't belong to the teams. Oh. The players can get out of these deals. They can go form with partners who are in the entertainment industry or business who would say, sure, we'll handle the business. And this will be a partnership. And you get this much revenue and we get this much mm-hmm. revenue and we manage this and you de- take care of that. Everybody's got roles, but ain't nobody working for anybody. We all working for each other. I think That could happen. It could be done. When you, when you see how the league is trying to, because Ice Cube spoke to this, how some of the things they're doing to kind of make life difficult for the big three. You know, I, I feel like if we even had these conversations in private with a LeBron or with a CP, or with some of the guys who are like the faces of the league, you know what I think they'll tell us, bro, if they was just being truthful? That ice is colder. That ice is colder. I, I firmly I agree with you because I think it's the same thing that goes on with the NFL. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I think, it, you know, they've sold to players and to athletes and to people of color in particular mm-hmm. that the dream is the most important part. Right. Like they always say, you, you, don't you dream of getting drafted? Mm-hmm. That wasn't a dream. Nobody grows up dreaming of getting drafted. You My dream talent of playing professional football. Right. I want to be a professional football player. The draft is your mechanism. Right. For getting me here. Your business. Right. To get cheap talent mm-hmm. and pay it what you want to pay it and send it where you want to send it. So to me, but they've they romanticized these things. They romanticized right. the role of the owner. They romanticized. They they do this job with Adam Silver of making it seem like he's your friend. When now clearly, clearly going back to I mean, and, and I'm sure you saw the Tim Donaghy documentary on uh, Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. He had to have been involved. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He had to. He Stern's right hand. Right. Stern shut this thing down. This investigation. So clearly you're not working for the benefit of the players. You work for the owners. You are protecting the owners and their investment. So I don't understand why players want to keep holding up and acting like these commissioners, whether it's Roger Goodell, Adam Silver, whomever, are on their side. No, they work for the owners, like you said, and they are here to protect the owner's interest. The only thing they do with the players is to make sure y'all don't get mad enough to quit. I think what they do, too, I spoke with someone about this yesterday. Um, They try to paint that fatherless community center they love poverty porn love it love it oh he grew up you know he grew up playing football without shoes and look at him now like, especially all, for us oh, oh my, my god. god 
Oh my God. Like if he was going to be dead by the age of four. Right. His he mother was a gangbanger at two. Yeah. His mother was drug addicted, didn't know his father, they loved father that grew story. up in prison. Let like, them fight a black person whose parents had any oh addiction God. problems. It's it's any and everywhere. They'll crowbar it in any chance they get. And the, and that's the thing when I look at, I, I always say, man, like when you watch the movie 300, and remember, like in the movie 300, he was asking a couple guys, like the opposing people or the people, he was like, what do you do? So I'm a chef. What do you do? I'm, I'm a blacksmith. And they're like, we are warriors over here. And it's like every... Every player, it just ain't in some of them. Hey, like it's a, they live a comfortable life. I mean, you know I, look, I am not mad at anybody for trying to change their lives, man. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of this is, is you do it to be the best at what you are and get compensated fairly. Yeah. I get a but little there mad. At too. some point, there has to be some risk. Yeah. I if you're not willing mad. to risk it, then it's not worth it, man. It's, if there's nothing for you to ever mm-hmm. put on the line yeah, for something else, for something bigger, then it's not worth it. And I think, I hope, you know, and we see it a little bit with the HBCUs and players starting to look more at them. We see it right. with some things, but we've seen this also in America enough times to know that the will goes away pretty quickly, man. Yeah. All it, all it takes is, um, I'll say some people, is, is for, some, for some athletes, it's never going to be enough money. And, and money doesn't necessarily equate to influence and it doesn't That's- necessarily equate the power because without ownership, you don't have nothing. Without ownership, you're just another employee. Because they can, as long as they can afford to pay you that, yeah, they're making much more. Much more. Jordan Anybody, can- if I can pay you forty million this year, mm-hmm. I'm making a lot more than forty million. <laughs> people think people think think Michael Jordan can call Phil Knight and say, "Look, Phil, this is what's happening now." Phil Knight would shoot himself <laughs> if he had Michael Jordan's wallet. Wait, what? Phil Knight would oh. shoot himself in the head if he had Michael Jordan's wife. Um, Chris Rock said, Oprah Winfrey woke up with Bill Gates' money, jump out of window. Like, yeah, so it's like, you know, but it still still have more than enough to get the logistics together and put together your own thing. Even if you wanted to just support the big three, it's a foundation already in place for you to, you to do things. And it's just, you don't want to stand next to certain people. You don't want to be associated with certain people. Even after you're done playing, Brother, you're worth billions of dollars at this point. You set. Why are you still afraid, brother? Like, there's people. They are never are... going to let you in that door. That door who... is not for you. It's no matter who... how much money you got, that door is not for you. It's people who risk a, a lot more, who had a lot less. Bro, they, they put it on the line. How much power does. I mean, look, Michael Jordan is the most. Like the most influential basketball player ever, as far as mm-hmm. his scope of reach, his persistence of his name, the fact that he sells two point nine million dollars worth of shoes every mm-hmm. thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Jordan ain't got no power. None. None. Got a, got a voice, but not even that. When the last time you even seen him use it? He's one of thirty in one that 30. group. He's one of thirty, and really, he's one of thirty. You know what I mean? Yeah. There ain't nobody else like him. In that right. 30. Right. And and you would even think that, like, I, I'll say this, and I've said it before. Gail Benson, to be the only, you know, he, she and Jeannie Buss being the only two women owners in the league, mm-hmm. Gail Benson ain't never stepped out really for women in that regard or stepped out for minorities in that regard. Mm-hmm. 
you know that she's still you know, that's the richest, most powerful person in the state of Louisiana. And, and that's and why she has not exerted her influence. She didn't speak up on this. Mm-hmm. And this is sexual harassment. This is racial right. discrimination. You right. have women on your staff. You have one of the most diverse coaching staffs in the league. She didn't say nothing. You know what and I mean? So it's about the power that she's in. Yeah. She's in the group. So she's protecting the power group because she's in that group. And again, it's like, what incentive would I have to be fair to you all? Why would I want to give up my position and put let you be on par with me? And look, bro, that's the motherfucker that got caught. <laughs> this is check his group t- check his group messages. <laughs> this is the motherfucker who got caught. Yeah, you know, it like hey, just like with the with Washington and they act like it, oh John Gruden. John Gruden was sending them emails to somebody. Yeah. Who, somebody who was, was reading them and saying it was cool. Who's all the CCs on that sucker? Yeah. Is a reason when Cap got his settlement for collusion against him, it was like an NDA and all kind of shit. Like, yo, hold on, who was all these people? Te- Belichick, you text, you text black dude. What, you got the wrong Brian in your phone. What's going on? This shit is deeper than rap. It's deeper than rap. Just like, but, hey. but see, that's that's why I look. If I don't see the players complaining, I don't see the fans ready to walk away. But the fans have never changed, and that, yeah. that part has always gotten me that fans. For some reason, identify with ownership more than they do with the players. And I've yeah. never understood that because you are never going to be them either. It's the dream. It's they like it's a know, terrible like, dream. You know, it's, the, it's Joe the plumber, grub. If I work hard someday, I'm gonna like this man was born with 300 million. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, right. Fans be rooting for owners, all greedy players, greedy, greedy players. Look, I don't care if I hate a player. I said, go get every penny get your of that money, fucking bro. money. You better get, get every penny. Money. I ain't never been mad at a player for asking for money. Get your yeah. money. You got a short time on this earth. You only right. get to play. If you get five years in the NBA, you're lucky. And if right. you get all the money you can in them five yeah. years, because you got to live 60 years without it. Right. Don't hey, Don't let me call you greedy, because you know why? You missed that free throw. I'm going to boo you. I'm going I'm to I'm talk about your bag. Go get all that money. Don't worry about me. You, you, you go, get, go get your money because I'm not on your side. Bruh, this has been this has been fantastic. I've loved having this conversation with you. Um, you know, Likewise, it's the same. I, the first time I had Chris, the first time I had Ch- uh, Lito, like Lito was like, man, we talked two and a half hours. Yeah, we really did. And now you and I have done that. Too. Oh, man. So it's just it's great, it's how man. it goes down. Um, you know, we get into these conversations and I just I just love to let them go and see where they take us. But um, I'm excited for this season. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we will be proven wrong, and, mm-hmm. and they'll win more than we thought. Um, hey, but today, I'm going with the best I got, the best information right. I got, and the best guests I got. And you and I are sitting on 45 wins, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to hold that block down with you, bro. We sitting, we holding that corner. We holding that corner. That's us. That's us. New information comes in. We have the oh, right yeah. to we have to reserve the right to change our minds when new information comes to date, comes to view. But right now, this is what we got, and we're going with the best we got. And I trust my instincts. And uh, since you agree basically with me, so I trust yours. So uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, we'll be man. right or wrong together. <laughs> That's right. But thank you again. Tell the folks how they can keep up with you, my brother. Oh man, everything's at Cheddar Chaz. Uh check out the show Hot Takes with Cheddar Chaz at Boo on Boo Crew Media. Um Keeping things lighthearted, just giving a different objective perspective to everything. You know, just uh, always up for engagement, conversation. Just tune in. 
bro, we we'll, we'll definitely gonna have to do this again as the season goes. Oh, along. Yeah, absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, and check back on what we said here today and see how close we've been. Um, but thank you again, bro. Thank you for real. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. You're All right, doing until, great work, fam. I appreciate that. Until the next time, y'all know how to get at me at DM Grub, Instagram, Twitter, and at HITP with DG.com. And you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast and check out YouTube as well. Until the next time, I'm David Grubb. He's Cheddar Chaz, and this has been Part of the Pain. <laughs>